Okay, so session 19 of Smoke and Snow. When last we left our heroes, they had holed up in Fort Kersey, one of the four wooden fortresses that has been built by the new arrivals, so to speak, in Valconan. They had been chased there by the strange, shadowy, potentially elven like creatures from the, the mountains to the far northeast. They sought refuge at the fortress and they now find themselves besieged in Fort Kersey. So let's get a bit of suitable dramatic music going. There we go. Okay. So on the, it's probably like the, the second or the third day of the, the siege. You've not really had a chance to rest as such. Everyone has been pressed into shoring up the defences and making the place as ready for a siege as it possibly can be. Obviously, this is no castle of stone that you're inside. It is a, a wooden pioneer fortress, so it's vulnerable to fire and such likes. There's a small well, and there are some supplies but they weren't expecting like a prolonged siege, so they've not got stuff laid in for that. So everyone's been put to work, basically reinsuring, sort of shoring up the defences, trying to get what food they can, making sure everyone's inside. There is a small group of trained soldiers who serve as the, the normal guards of Fort Kersey, led by a slightly elderly so I suppose warrior or soldier you might call him. You certainly Weimar would probably recognise him as a sort of a soldierly person. A man by the name of Matthew Nelson, who is the captain of the Kersey Guards. So and the rest of the people are just like there's a few peasants who like anyone who can hold a weapon has been like pressed into the defence of the walls. And obviously there is also a Lord Kersey, although he is an extremely old man who must have once been a formidable warrior but now he is definitely somewhat past his prime so we join our heroes on the like I said the second or the third day of the siege a small canvas tent has been erected in the center of Fort Kersey where Lord Kersey Captain Nelson and his soldiers and obviously yourselves as people who are sort of a bit smarter than the average bear so to speak when it comes to like these sort of things you've got more experience in the field of combat we find you all huddled around this command tent there is there is dust and snow everywhere obviously things have been furniture has been used to like shore up weak points in the defenses snow is falling it's very cold and quite a few people have been injured so the the sort of constant groans of the injured has become like the backdrop only drowned out by the sort of howling of the the winter winds over the wooden walls as you look out with the flap of the command tent you can see a few of the the people are on guard on the walls you know sort of like pulling their furs tighter around themselves against the cold there's Normally there would be like braziers about and things like that for people to keep warm, but obviously with arrows and things being fired over, any braziers have been doused because obviously a fire could be incredibly dangerous 
in the sort of wooden fort, even in these wet conditions. So, you find yourself sat in this command tent. Lord Kersey, this sort of bluff old warrior, is basically saying that he thinks you should weather out this siege. He's like, ah, surely these are these these creatures, whatever they are, they they can't sustain this siege indefinitely. And obviously they're out there in the elements and the, the winter's coming in. Surely all we've got to do is is outlast them. I mean, it won't be easy. We'll have to ration the supplies and such like. But, you know, we're, we're a hardy people when it comes down to it. I'm sure we can do it. As you sort of like look around, you see Captain Nelson like doesn't look confident in that proposition. And he sort of obviously doesn't want to contradict his lord and very sort of in a sort of slightly halting tones he says well um yes sir normally i would agree with you however these creatures whatever they are they are they are native to these lands they presumably know the territory and the the weather patterns better than us and they they have ample hunting opportunities assuming they even eat of course we don't know what manner of creatures these are it's possible they could maintain this siege for a very long time and whilst we're confined within the walls we have any limited food yes we we can ration as you rightly say my lord but obviously that will only go so far i mean i don't wish to sound uh sound uh, arrogant or harsh but uh, obviously we, we have lost some people already which if there's less mouths to feed that will help with the food situation but only to a certain degree. And then like, a few of the eyes in the room turn towards yourselves. Uh, sort of like people who've been marked as like, people who like know what they're doing. Whereas there's a few soldiers, but Kersey and like, Nelson are both sort of like in their dotage, not to put too fine a point on it. They probably weren't expecting to like see battle again. A lot of the, the sort of soldiers here they've just been like guarding these walls the most they've probably had to deal with is like a couple of bandits and stuff like that they're not really sort of home to military people whereas the word sort of got around because like people are people are starting to like hear about you guys now like obviously you've been out and about and all over the place in like Valconan so like people have like mentioned you people have started to hear about you and like various things you've done Obviously, people have like known that like you've been to the Witch Isle, which before then was like, oh, if you go to the Witch Isle, you're dead. That's it. Like only the dead go to the Witch Isle, and you guys have come back, and you're like, Witch Isle sorted. So like people have started it. Your reputation has started to grow, which is obviously great because like you're gonna find it easy to get in places. You know, people know you. They you, you might get a better deal with like your equipment and stuff like that. But obviously, pe there is a certain amount of responsibility that comes with that. And as Lord Kersey and Captain Nelson finish the speech, like, you feel like the eyes in the room turn towards yourselves, perhaps looking for your input in this. Now, you know that, obviously, unfortunately, we've not got Colin this evening, so what I'm going to say is that Leopold is putting his dwarven heritage to use, and he's helping, like, what few engineers they've got, sort of, like, shore up the defences and make sure there's no, like, structural weak points and whatever. But, yeah, all eyes turn towards you guys. What's the siege about? What do it, what do they have? How do you mean? Uh, the, the enemy, I mean. 
Okay, they obviously they've got sort of like personal weaponry, bows, arrows, stuff like that. They don't appear to have like any massive siege weapons or anything like that. They've got like no like trebuchets or anything like that. However, and they seem to only sort of like attack during the night. However, you notice that on the second day of the siege, like the day before now, when you looked out in the morning, because it was suggested by Captain Nelson that since they only seem to be active at night, maybe like you could make a break for it during the day. On the second day, you looked out at first light over the rolling hills that surround Lord Kersey. And at first you thought there was just like mist and dew clinging to the hills. And then it dawned on you that what you were seeing was a thick patchwork of webbing that seemed to cover the hills surrounding Fort Kersey. Occasionally the webbing shifts and sort of undulates as though like something's moving underneath it. But as of yet, you've not seen what it is. And how many are attacking at a time? It seems to be small parties that attack at a time. However, there are there is like a larger force, but it's difficult to tell because they only seem to move at night. They almost seem to just like fade away during the day. Like you, know, you literally can't see the surrounding force during the day, which is why the suggestion was made maybe make a break for it during the day. But then this thick coating of webbing has caused everyone to sort of have second thoughts about that. Okay, and how far from the fort is like the webbing and where we think that they they are at night? You, you think they've sort of, they've basically set up like a circle, like uh, maybe like half a mile away from the mm-hmm. fort, sort of surrounding the perimeter, and the webbing seems to sort of like encompass that area, so from the inside of that to the fort. Okay, so the webbing is kind of between the fort and where we think they are. Yes. Okay. Okay. And we think that there's something under the webbing as best we can work out. Yeah, as best you can work out. Like, there's been a couple of times I'm like, watchmen or... I'll tell you what, um, can you all roll me a d6? Two fives and a two... Okay, so Malcolm and Brock, you've just happened to have been sort of on watch because everyone's taking a turn with it, obviously, on the walls. You just happen to have been on watch, like, during the day. And there's been a couple of times where you've seen, like, the webbing sort of, like, move and shift as though something was, like, moving underneath this carpet of, like, sticky sort of dew-encrusted webbing. Okay. And does that dissipate as soon as night falls the webbing no so it's there all the time yeah all right okay and they just move through it yeah they seem to pass through it without problems right okay so i guess that's our option is to investigate that during the day when they're not about potentially just to understand what it is and how it works or and whether it burns yeah whether we can yeah, get through it or destroy it in any way. Or so I think I'll turn to Lord Kersey and say that <clears throat> we should definitely investigate this webbing. It feels like there's something underneath it, and we need to know what we are facing. Um, 
And I also suggest that we put our engineers to building catapults uh, that can shoot the half mile and send them scampering. He says that that's a good idea. If only we had the the wood and the supplies in order to do it. I mean, most of the wood we have has been pressed into shoring up the the walls and the defenses. If we if we start stripping that out to to make trebuchets and catapults, then we'll be in we'll be in more danger of the walls being breached. Did our characters ascertain any knowledge of these creatures last time? I can't remember. Did, did anyone? Well, kind of. We uh, we basically came away with the knowledge that it's mostly about the masks. Seems like um, yeah. if you break them, then things get really bad for the enemy. And um, they're very swift. They don't really get bothered by terrain. Yeah. But did we work out if they are sort of? Well, sort of human or some sort of spiritual thing, or I mean, do they eat? Do we do we know if they? I don't think we know. No, you, no. you don't know whether they. Eat. Um, you know that their their weapons, like the arrows they use, sort of like, like after they've done their damage, they sort of dissipate and dissolve like a shadow when the sun shines on it. Mm. Also, when they're killed, their bodies aside aside from the mask that they wear, their bodies likewise seem to like sort of melt away like a shadow. But we did we did fight them, and they did chase us during the day. They're not like yeah. vampire type. Yeah, you, you, you see, you've seen them active just... during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they seem to be less active during the day during the siege. Hmm. Unless that mask thing sort of protects them from some sort of weakness to the sun. Yeah, it, it might just yeah, on the base base level. It might just be that their cycle is. Different yeah, way. yeah, yeah, different way around, yeah. Okay, well, well, that would be my thing would be suggest to investigate the edge of this webbing during the day. Um, yeah, figure out what it is. Even. Yeah, see if there's any way we can get our way out of it if if we if it all gets really bad. And also, then, John, within the half mile circumference around the fort, is there any kind of um? Like tall trees or not really, it's mainly sort of rolling hills. Okay. Okay. Would there be any hunting opportunities? Or is it all sort of in the webbing, pretty much? I mean if you if you get outside of the webbing, which is like say like this half mile sort of a right. area around it, then once outside that obviously there are hunting opportunities, you would know the sort of animals you can Yeah. You can catch. Just in like, case we need some extra food, but okay. Well, I think that'd be the proposal is to uh, reconvene after investigation. I think maybe. Okay, so feedback or findings. So, who's heading out to investigate the webbing? I'll nice. go anyway. Well, I thought safety in numbers, wouldn't it be? Uh, well, I'm not that quick if we need to re sort of retreats. So maybe. If we can spare some soldiers. Brock and I can go and you can cover us from the wall. And we won't go far to investigate. It's right it's right, yeah, right up to the wall, right? Yeah, we yeah. literally just want to investigate the edge of it, don't we? Yeah. That's it. 
Um, so, so that's probably the best option because we can move at pace. Okay, and I do have a longbow. Exactly. So, on like I said, on the third day, Weimar takes up position on the the wall with his longbow, and Brock and Malcolm head out to the edge of this vast expanse of this like shimmering sticky field of this webbing that like I say occasionally seems to move or sort of undulate as you look at it as you get to the the edge of the webbing you can see just from a visual inspection that it looks very similar to like standard spider webs but it's like orders of magnitude like thicker it's like a scaled up version effectively and you can see that what propped the untrained eye from the walls just looks like a massive web is actually this sort of like carpet of like smaller webs that are all sort of woven together okay so i think the first thing i want to do is try and burn it okay see if that has any impact on it so yeah you gotta burn it with a torch or something like that I presume. Yeah, just a torch yeah okay no problems so yeah, you take out your torch, and it seems it doesn't burn as well as normal webbing. However, it does burn, and you're able to burn like a sort of like a small patch of it away. But it does the fire doesn't really seem to like catch and like spread to the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. But like it can be burned with like sustained heat. Although, like I say, it seems a little bit more resistant than a, a normal spider web. Okay. Perhaps just because it's thicker and denser. Okay, and I guess. So how far are we from the wall? Like 10 feet or something? Yeah, you're like 10, 15 feet away from the wall. Okay. Um, so I think what I want to keep doing is burning until we see something moving and try and attract whatever is underneath the web. Okay. If I'm going to... I'm going to go on my sort of hands and knees so I can try and look under it as much as possible. While Malcolm's sort of burning it to see if I can see any movement or twitching or can give him a heads up. Okay, yeah, so no problem. You start sort of like burning various bits of the webbing, and after a while, Brock sort of crouched down. You do indeed notice what appears to be some like movement, like slowly getting closer to you. As you can see, like the web's being disturbed, and you catch sight of what appears to be like large furry like arachnid like legs moving through the webbing yeah i'll give him a heads up to okay. walk back or <clears throat> direction it's coming from uh so i guess i will just have my sword ready hoping to um strike whatever it is yeah that's not a problem you're ready so obviously you're not taken by surprise when a pot what appears to be like a giant furry spider bursts out of the webbing. Obviously, we haven't disturbed the webbing. It's sort of like used that to like home in on your position. It bursts out of the webbing. Both of you guys are ready for it. So if you want to attack it, you can do. Uh, before it even gets a chance, because it's basically come out like... <clears throat> but you guys are like there. You know it's coming, because Brock's told you. So if you guys want to, you can both attack it. Let's do that. 
Okay, so with the the sort of respect coming down, Brock's two-handed sword coming down, and an arrow like shooting past from Weimar, you are able to dispatch this giant crab spider, this furry, eight-legged arachnid, and it sort of like collapses slowly to the floor. Okay. Hmm. But this is a massive area that this covers, isn't it? I mean, there must be potentially. Well, I hate to think how many. Um, and is it is this a spider that we've seen before? Is it new spider? Is it? It's you've probably not seen one quite this big, but again, it just looks like a standard sort of crab spider, but scaled up. Okay. So you've probably seen spiders of a type of this, but much smaller. I mean, your normal sort of crab spider is like sort of hand size, whereas this is like quite substantial. Okay. I mean, we're talking like this is probably like, if you sort of laid it out, it's probably like five foot long. Okay. And do we know if any parts of it are... Uh, venomous or well, uh, flammable or useful in any way? Not so much flammable, but you can definitely see it's got like sort of like venom sacs. So it obviously okay. is capable of inflicting a poison. Okay. And in fact, as you watch, you see like a couple of drops fall from its like mandibles and like hit the ground and they hiss with an almost like acidic like sound and you smell like the sort of scorched earth as it's okay. like the venom like burns the earth okay so can I try and burn the spider with the torch to see if it goes up yeah you set fire to the spider and, and it burns okay okay Have managed? Try and get another one. I'm just wondering how they've managed to get all these spiders coordinate like this. Uh, I wonder how many we'd have to kill to attract their attention. How far, how far have we travelled, John? About, like, about 10, 15 feet. Yeah, and we're talking it's hundreds of foot yeah. wide, this, this webbing, isn't it? You know, so... If if it was anything like that, you know, we'd come across at least ten of these or more just trying to cut a single path through, wouldn't we? Unless we're just unlucky with finding one this quickly. Yeah. Um, John, can I walk on the webbing? Is the webbing sticky to walk on? The webbing is sticky, and it's not so sticky that you know, like you touch it and that's it, you're stuck to it. But it, as you're sort of like walking on it, you do have to like pull your feet up, and it's like <coughs> it does okay. slow you down as you move through. You can like sort of for, brute force your way through it, but it does slow you down. And obviously, you know, from like spiders, like the more you disturb the webbing, the more likely yeah. you are to attract their attention. So, I think what I'm looking to do, and in fact, Romeo D6, welcome. <laughs> uh, two. Okay. 
Okay, so you're you're sort of brute forcing your way through a bit of the webbing when uh, and everything seems fine when like you see a bit of the webbing move and sort of like your like hunter's instincts cause you to sort of like turn around and you see what you thought to be a patch of the webbing is actually one of these spiders like it's the coloration it's like the previous one was just like a brown sort of furry color the this one it seems to have like changed its coloration to like almost camouflage itself in with the webbing uh, you expect it was trying to take you by surprise and just like leap on you because you've been disturbing the webbing but obviously you've seen it so it's gonna we're gonna come down to initiative so you guys can all roll your initiative or bet or just pick one of you to roll the initiative and we'll just do it in groups whatever you prefer uh, what's in it? Is it 1d6 for initiative, is it? Yep. I can just roll that. Two. Okay, let me roll for the spider. Oh, I rolled the wrong dice. Let's try that again with a d6. Oh, it's a two, so we're all going simultaneously. So, do you guys want to make your attacks first? Then I'll do its attacks, but obviously it's all happening at the same time. So is this still visible to me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so why am I also there? From the list, I think. Okay, so just why am I also there then? Okay, so as it's launching itself, and it'll be at one of it'll be either at Brock or Malcolm. So I'm going to roll a d6, one to three. It's Brock, otherwise it's Malcolm. Okay, so it's Malcolm. Right, so as it leaps towards you, like there's a and an arrow like strikes it, and like it's exposed underbelly, but it's not enough to finish it off, and it is going to attempt to chomp down on you with its poisonous mandibles. Ouch. Okay. Ouch. So, that is a seven points of damage. And you need to make me a save versus poison, but you do get a plus two bonus for it. Okay. Because it doesn't have very strong poison. Sorry, I got involved. That means this turned into a ninja spider. A past that. Okay, so it bites you in your arm, and like the flesh sort of discolors on your arm, and you briefly feel this stinging pain in your forearm, as though you'd like plunged your your arm into like scalding hot water. However, perhaps due to your innate toughness, or perhaps you know you quickly sort of like dig out the the venom bit down to your choice, you manage to avoid the quite lethal consequences of like actually getting poisoned by it okay however it's still going obviously we're still going uh, simultaneously so if you guys want to well what do you guys want to do for your actions this round obviously we're doing it, it fairly abstract that's fine oh that'll do it'll support Malcolm if he's okay it's a smash phrase sticking around That's enough or not? Yeah, it is. Okay, so what about Weimar? Are you going in with the, the shot? or uh, is, is the spider still extant? Or 
well, all, all of this is happening simultaneously, so you won't know until the end of the round, basically. But like those two are like wailing on it, but good. Yeah, so between the three of you, you will finish off this spider. But obviously, because it's happening simultaneously, it will still get to attack this round. So again, one to three, Brock. Okay, so this time it's Brock. Unfortunately, well, fortunately for you, unfortunately for it, <laughs> as it sort of lunges at you, Brock, basically the two of you just like lay into it with your swords, and like a couple of arrows come like splattering down into it from the walls from Weimar, and you basically just like finish it off. It doesn't even get any vaguely where near biting you, Brock. John Rule. Um. And we haven't got much further, have we? We've only moved another. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's too many of these things. They're too too dangerous to continue this. I think this is folly. Yeah, I suggest we uh, retreat, potentially get some healing if any exists, and... Uh, Reconsider our options from me. Um, is there any way to make the fire more effective? Do you think? Oil, maybe, but I don't know how effective it would make it. It is like a half mile squared of it. Yeah. Just some way to cut through it a bit quicker and easier if we had to retreat or something. Yeah. I don't have any oil with me either, so I'd have to see what what exists in the fort. Um, yeah, we've got anything else, have we? I'm wondering if this is a potential sit situation for a sit down and have a little smoke on some pipes. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a terrible idea. That's actually a pretty good idea, right? Because we're we're short information that we need. Yeah, I just well, I feel we're lacking something or missing something, maybe. If you guys want to sit down and uh, smoke a bit of old Dobie and consider your problem, that's absolutely fine. Well, I'll suggest it to Weimar as well. well okay, so. So well, you you guys have sort of yeah, like once we yeah, get back yeah, yeah. They, they've sort of pulled back into the fortress they've gone up onto the wall where you are why am I mm. obviously you're looking down you still see these two spider corpses and this patchwork of webbing like a little like chunk taken out of it by their actions and obviously Brock's suggesting you know let's sit down have a smoke and not think about this mm -hmm. okay so what you need to do for this is obviously you all need to cross off one of your um, your tobacco you, um, doses. You can pick whoever is the most intelligent character, and you get to make an intelligence check. But it'll be an intelligence check with like a, a plus two bonus per person help, well, plus one bonus per person helping. Yep. So plus two, plus two. Although, actually, I believe it'll be minus two because you're trying to roll under. Aren't you with your ability checks? So. 
Yeah, I'm 10. Any advance on 10 for the intelligence check? 11. Oh. No, I'm way lower than either of them. <laughs> okay. Like, so... Significantly lower. Okay, so, so it's down to Wymo then. So effectively, you're rolling an intelligence check with like a minus two bonus. Let's see if this actually does the thing. Oh, it's a success, so... A success? Take it. <laughs> so, so, basically, I'm going to give you a clue about what's going on. Obviously, you guys get to sort of direct the clue by, like, choosing what you're pondering as you're all sitting around with your pipes being like, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. So, what is it you guys are pondering as you're sat around smoking the old doby, looking out across this field of webbing? Well, I guess there's a choice we have to make before we start. Mm. And that feels like whether we want to escape or we want to save everyone. Yes, like breaking the siege would be a... Like how, how do you throw this off? If yeah, they so basically I'm... have made impassable terrain, how... Because how, we either way, we need to cross that. In order to break it or to escape. Yeah, so I'm wondering if there's a way to either identify why these spiders are working with these guys and maybe sort of break that connection or, I don't know, somehow um, scare them off or something. Or I think that's that's that would be useful if we could take the spiders out of the equation somehow or at least find a way to get through them or past them or... Something to do with that, because we know these guys are dangerous and, you know, we could fight them if we had to, but... Yeah, but also if they had a weakness, that would allow... Like, if we can keep winning the battles at night by learning the elves' weakness... But we'd still have these to deal with afterwards, wouldn't we? Even if we sort of won all these battles, we'd yeah, still they, be they surrounded. They probably wouldn't stay... Like, if they keep losing battle after battle after battle... They oh, yeah, but I mean, stay. would the spiders then go, or would they stay as well? Okay, so as you guys are sort of smoking and you're having this conversation and you're pondering this, mm. you you come to the realisation, Brock, and obviously the rest of you, you're all talking as you're sort of doing this, that, that there's, there's a couple of possibilities when it comes to the spiders. Either they've got some sort of like evil, magical control over these spiders, mm. in which case the, the method of disrupting it is to find whoever's like doing the magic and like yeah. do what your people do best when it comes to dealing with evil sorcerers the, yeah, the other right. option yeah the other option is they've got some way of communicating with the spiders they've got sort of like more like a, a sort of like a kinship or a bond with them which isn't unheard of you know that there's people i mean malcolm himself can like create bonds with animals so if they've got something like that that might be more difficult to disrupt because obviously then it's slightly more of like a symbiotic relationship between the two. Mm. But as this conversation's sort of going on, a thought does occur to you, Malcolm, as you're all like chatting this and you're smoking your old doby, is that if you guys wanted to just like get out of Dodge and you were just concerned with like getting yourselves out, the the one creature that appears to be able to like move through the web unhindered, aside from like the shadow creatures, because they seem to be able to do it, 
but they're not likely to help you. But the one creature that seems able to just move at will amongst the webs is the spiders. Now, if there was some way maybe you could cajole one of them to your side. Now, they're not massive, so like I'm not saying like if you got one of them like you'd all be able to like ride a spider out across the webs to freedom, but potentially one person could ride one of them. And if you're on the back of one of those spiders, you wouldn't really be bothered by the webbing. But again, that sort of partly comes down to what the bond is between the Shadow Elves and these these spider creatures. It's nice knowing you guys. Oh, you, you think you got your, <laughs> you think you're in there with the spiders, do you? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Yeah. And as you're sort of talking about this, obviously we're sort of compressing time a little bit. We, we reach the end of the third day of the siege. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll, make a roll for the attackers, and I'm going to ask one of you to roll for the defenders. And basically, with the attackers, if I get a four, five, it's a d6 roll. If I get a four, five, or six, they add like a point to their clock. For the defenders, if you get a five or a six on a d6, they add a point to their clock. Whoever gets the clock full first, if the defenders do it, they've sort of managed to like break through or like last long enough that the, the shadow creatures withdraw. If the shadow creatures get their clock full first, then pretty much like the defences have like fallen and they're going to like swarm into the the keep. So I'm going to make a quick roll up for the uh, the bad guys. So it's a four, five, or six. Ouch. Okay, so it's a five. So they get to add one segment to their clock. And who would like to roll for the defenders? See if you can get a five or six. Take in turn, shall we? Yeah. No, you can just do it's fine. Totally your fault, then. Ah, all right, I'll see how this goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, Brock, it's all on you. Letting the, letting the side down. Okay, uh, so at the end of the the third night, again, like another wave of attacks from these like shadow, like elven like creatures occurs. And they're sort of like they're swarming the walls, they're firing arrows over the walls. And aside from the small like cadre of like soldiers, most of which are sort of like not that experienced, and a, a sort of peasant levy they've sort of drafted in, they're not really that proficient, certainly not compared to you guys. So there's quite a lot of damage from the attack. There's quite a few people injured. Yeah, they're sort of like they're, they're laid up in like probably one of the sort of stores. Like the trading sort of posts inside, which has been like turned into like a makeshift sort of a. Oh, I don't say medical facilities because there's not really like a doctor or anything. It's just like here's a building where we like shook the people who are too injured to fight. Okay. Uh, so sorry, just guys. If anyone is injured, we have to ring in regeneration, which would have healed you over the course of the night if we were swapping it. Uh. Yeah, I'm injured, but I wouldn't be wearing that. I don't okay. trust. I don't trust. Right. I'm I'm a bit scraped up from the last time, so yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. So, as a plan, I think what we should do 
is try and tame one of these spiders, try and get a sense of its relationship as part of that bond with the shadow creatures, and also potentially use it to scout out where they might be, how many there are, whether or not there's some kind of leader that we could take out, um, or what other insights we might get out of that. Um, because I don't know how many more nights we have. I was going to ask John during the the attack in the night. Yes. Do we see any movement from the spiders? Do we see these creatures communicating in any way before they sort of attack the walls? Or Romeo any... D six. D six. Uh, five. Yep. Yeah, so you actually notice a couple of things while you're involved in the attacks during the evening but first of all you notice that on each attack the the sort of shadow creatures launch although a lot of people are injured some people are actually like dragged away by like the shadow elves like almost like captives are just like taken and you do notice at one point although the spiders aren't like surging out of the webbing and joining the attack you do notice like a party of the shadow elves you see them like dragging one of these captives back towards the web you notice as they get near the web one of these spiders comes out and the, the shadow creature makes this strange sort of like clicking noise from within the depths of its mask. And then the spider sort of scuttles off back into the web, almost like a... Like a... Is that any... F I mean, I'll, I'll communicate that to Malcolm in case he's got any... Because I know he's sort of... He's got some weird sort of uh, powers over animals and stuff, potentially. And was it multiple guys communicating with them, or was it, it, it a was single? Just, guy? It was just the one that was witnessed. Okay. Although, like, it wasn't like anyone of particular rank or that had anything that marking them out. It was just okay. one of one of the party. Okay. And did the creature take the captive away, or was it just the creature scurried out of their way? You got the sort of impression from what Brock's told you that that when they sort of reached the webbing, the creature just sort of like reared up like it did when you guys got near the webbing. Then this um this like shadow elf sort of spoke to it for want of a better term, and then it sort okay. of like retreated back into the webs. Okay. So to you it seems less like sort of avert like magical control and more like they're able to communicate with them. Okay. And the only other thing I was going to ask is, is, did any of these sort of evil creatures fall during the attack that we could investigate a mask or anything? Yes, one of the shadow creatures was killed sort of near the wall. Basically, as they were retreating, taking their captive with them, one of them was shot. I mean, it might have even been by um why am i entirely up to you one of these creatures was shot as they were sort of like retreating and as previously its body sort of collapsed and dissolved just leaving behind this this sort of porcelain mask yeah so if the if the mask is still intact i was, I was going to try and retrieve that while yeah. they were retreating and bring it back to the group and see if we can look at it and learn anything from it that's absolutely fine. You 
you sort of quickly like duck out unfortunately you can't help the people who've been snatched but you manage to get hold of this porcelain mask you bring it back it shows like a very sort of finely chiseled almost like say like elven sort of like facial features and it appears to be made out of sort of like chipped white porcelain um well i'll show that to the rest of the group and ask weimar as the intelligent one <laughs> what do you think of this could this be involved somehow in are they communicating with these creatures or have power over these creatures or well they there's probably a lot there that we don't understand mm. um I, I think one of these did something to malcolm as well I put the mask on. Maybe don't touch the mask. <laughs> okay, so, so Malcolm like grabs the mask, pops it on, just as you're like, I probably wouldn't do that, Malcolm. <laughs> you put the mask on, and like the inside of it feels very cold. However, it doesn't seem to have any like avert magical effect or anything like that when you put it on. It just feels cold, like against your face, and that could just be because it's made of porcelain. It's been lying in the grass, in in snowy grass, basically. Okay, and if I talk while I'm wearing it, do I talk normally? You do. You do talk mostly normally, but there's an odd sort of like almost like hollow sort of like echoey quality to your voice when you talk while wearing the mask. It's not like anything like supernatural, like it compels anyone to do anything. But your voice just sounds a little bit hollow and a little bit echoey. Okay, that could do anything. Any effect? Should I try and talk to the spider wearing it? Um, I would say it couldn't hurt, but it probably will. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we, we have a plan B if it doesn't work, right? Which I mean, is, you saved me. We, we heard it talking, or we heard this creature talking to it, and it was all sort of clicks, and it weren't like it just talked into the mask and it translated it into ticks and clicks and. Yeah, but I don't know that. Talk, but, yeah. Um, what, what what do these guys wear? I mean, would you be able to pass off as one of these one of these creatures? Now we've got a mask. They're just kind of shadows, right? Yeah, they don't really seem to wear anything. The only they just it's seem close. to be like almost like living shadows. The only like thing of permanence that seems to be on. Because even like when they die, like even the weapons like dissolve. The only thing of permanence seems to be like these masks that all of them seem to wear. And you yeah. observed previously that the sort of the, the rank and file, for want of a better term, seem to wear these porcelain masks. And you also saw like the leader of one of the raiding parties when you were being pursued, who wore a similar looking mask, but it was made of like a white stone instead of like porcelain. Okay. So I think I want to try and communicate with a spider and try and tame a spider and see if I can't. <clears throat> You've healed yourself up, have you? I have. Yeah. I have. So, I'll probably drop over the wall on my own, so if this goes bad, it only goes bad for me. Um, and I will approach the webbing and kind of uh, 
kind of make it move enough to cause a few vibrations waiting for a spider to come. Um, I'm going to climb down a wall. I ain't going to leave him to just go out on his own. I'll stand back a bit, but I ain't going to stand and watch. I'm going to be on the wall with the bow. (laughs) It it doesn't take you long. Me and you have played together too many times. It doesn't take you long of like poking the web for one to attract the attention of one of these spiders. I'm going to make a quick roll to see whether it manages to surprise you due to its like colour changing and camouflage. So they're surprised on a roll of one to four. Okay, so it does surprise you. Okay, so. Now I'm less easily surprised than other people are going to have that. Okay, how does that, um, how does that work for your special ability? Uh, only surprised on a roll of one. Okay, in which case, no, you're not surprised because I didn't roll a one. Damn! <laughs> so, That's some shit. So now, as you've gone out, Brock, you would be taken by surprise, but it's like not near you, so you're all right. So you're walking along and you're like, oh, there's no spider smile. Then suddenly what you thought was a bit of webbing, which is actually one of these spiders that's changed its colour to mimic the webbing, sort of like rears up its mandibles clacking and this corrosive fluid leaking from them. You see Malcolm, who's obviously like aware this thing was there, sort of like jumps back so he's out of like immediate range of it, just going. <coughs> what do you do? Yeah, chat to it, mate. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, so I guess I want to approach it in a peaceful manner. Um, I kind of gently talk to it and I guess try and woo it to my service. Okay. Okay, so you you move forward and you're sort of like talking like very softly the mask appears to have like no effect whatsoever however as you move towards it and you're like talking to it softly it doesn't attack you which is a good sign um so uh so i guess it's it's difficult to tell whether it's friendly because like it's not exactly smiling it's a spider no no it's sort of like moving its mandibles and it's moving like its legs like a bit slowly but it's not so like and yeah. going for you. But that's a, fri- that's a friendly spider as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so as I get a little bit closer, I'll take a little bit of whatever meat I have in my rations and throw it a small bit. Okay. You throw this meat on the ground and it effectively like vomits a load of like this venom over it and it quickly, I mean you can see about how corrosive it is, it quickly like dissolves the meat into a puddle of like sludge for want of a better term, which the spider then like leans its face down to and it's this horrible slurping noise as it like slurps up the resultant goo okay, pretty gross um, so yeah, and I guess then I'll just keep kind of there or thereabouts, trying to get it to uh, connect with me. You'd be able to get it to do anything, like move out of the way, or sort of accept any sort of. Once, once I win it, if I win it, 
to my side, then it can understand what I need. Yeah, it can follow. It will follow you, and it will obey basic commands. So, you you, you sort of move around, and you like you know throwing a bit of meat down, and this this sort of horrendous like vomit and slurping up of the resultant goo is repeated a number of times. And so sort of, as you're like moving backwards, doing this, like it is following you like slowly. Okay. You want to do now. Uh, so I guess I just want to keep going and get, I guess getting closer and closer to it so that it um, accepts me I guess yeah uh, it, it seems to have accepted you like you, you literally like to the point where you could just reach out and like touch it and it's not made any like hostile moves towards you okay um, so if I can I try and get onto its back and then kind of direct it to carry me out onto the webbing? Yep, you start sort of like climbing up onto its back and it sort of shifts a bit as you're doing so, prompting a few sort of like heart-stopping moments as you're like, oh, is it going to turn on me? But after a while, it just seems unused to like having the weight of someone on the back of it. But eventually it does settle down and you're sat on the back of this big spider. Okay. So... I would like to direct it to move in the direction that we last seen the captive being taken. Okay, yep. So to the sort of northwest, it turns around and it starts moving like quite nimbly across the top of this webbing with you on its back. Okay. And that was the last we saw of him. <laughs> Okay, um, I still have two tobacco, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got a couple. We can sit down, Brock, and... <laughs> okay, so, I mean, this this probably takes, I don't know, maybe half an hour to an hour with it moving across the web. It, it's, it's, having, it's still having to, like, pick its way across it, but it's, like, not bothered by the stickiness of the webs. And eventually, as you sort of, like, start getting, like, a bit further towards the northwestern portion of this webbing you spy beyond it what appears to be some sort of building maybe or, um, of wood being constructed and you can see a number of the the shadow creatures moving around effectively it looks like a very a very simple sort of like wooden structure has been constructed and from inside the wooden structure you can hear like muffled screams and cries okay is there any windows in it? No. No. So it's just like a basically a door and then a pillow a door. Yeah. How many of the creatures are floating around or Okay. You can see that currently so there are four of them sort of around the outside of the building. So on the side okay. that you're approaching. And are they all watching the door or are they just kind of they appear to just be sort of like milling around. They're not particularly sort of like on like anything you'd recognise as like a guard pattern or anything like that. Okay. 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 So, and is there any spiders in yeah, the you vicinity? Do, you do see a few spiders about, yeah. Okay. So, 
I don't know if this is possible now because I don't know how simple a command it is, but can I... I'll step off the spider where there's no webbing and I'll direct the spider to walk up to where the door is and put pressure on the door and try and open it. Okay, yeah, the, the, the spider had... It's not a difficult command, like, go to that, push it. So the, the spider moves off. The, the shadow creatures sort of like regard it as it approaches, but they don't pet any heed. There's other spiders about. It heads up to the door, pushes it open, and as it does so, you can hear like now louder, like the sounds of like obviously like human screaming and crying from inside. And occasionally you see sort of what appears to be like a, a glow or like a light from inside the door. Okay. Okay, and is there anything else in the in the vicinity that I could kind of hide behind as I was moving towards the door? Well, well, it's it's a hilly terrain, so you could probably try and take make use of like the hills and the sort of undulations of the land to conceal yourself. Okay, so I'd like to do that and get closer to the door and see if I can get to look in. Okay, make make your hide roll or whatever the equivalent is. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. So you do make it to the door. You look in through the door and you see what appears to be a horrendous tableau of torture laid out in front of you. There are like there are these shadow creatures in there, although they appear to be wearing different masks to the, the ones that you've seen previously. The ones inside seem to wear like masks of silver. And as you watch, they basically appear to be like dissecting a number of the captives. Standing in the middle of them is a another one of the shadow creatures. But this one looks like... At first you think, oh, it's just got like a normal face. Like a normal like flesh and blood face. But as it sort of like moves around, you realise that it's actually another mask. But it's made of like flesh. And it looks like a pale, almost aristocratic elf. You can see it's carrying like a large dark wood staff. And it appears to be slightly larger than the other creatures. Occasionally it moves over, sort of runs its hands over one of these torture victims. And you see like flashes of arcane light and darkness move from its hands and play across the... The screaming bodies of its captors. Okay. And how many creatures are in? How many of the silver creatures are in there? Four. Four. And how many torture victims are there? Eight, okay. Um, okay, so... Oh, what would I do? What would I do? I think I want to 
call my spider, get back on it, yeah. and head back towards the fort. Okay, so you're just about to head back to the fort. Well, obviously, because you failed your your hiding roll, you hear the, the sort of flesh-masked, apparently, leader of these creatures sort of looks on in a hissing voice, says, We are observed! And he lifts up what appears from his shadowy, billowy self what appears to be a small rod of dark black wood with a black stone in the top of it. He says a a syllable in Elven, which you roughly translate to something like the light in the darkness. And as he says that, what appears to be like dark shadow lightning crackles out of this wand towards you. So, can you make me a save versus wands? Uh, oh, oh, oh. uh once okay oh, 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 oh. yes please oh, that's, that's all good it means you'll only be taking half damage So you take seven damage. Okay. As you sort of throw yourself aside at the last moment and this blackened shadow bolt of lightning sizzles out and sort of singes you as you throw yourself to one side. And as he sort of like, ah, we we are observed, you see the four silver mask-wearing shadow creatures begin to like flow in your direction. Like I said, they don't really walk, they just seem to like flow. Okay. And you see all of them sort of like pulling out like similar looking ones from the depths okay. of their own being as they're like <sighs> towards you. Okay. But you will rapidly outpace them on a spider to be fair. Okay. So that's still my plan. Yep. High holes, silver, as it were. Okay. So Brock and Weimar from your sort of observation point on the wall you've obviously seen seen your man Malcolm like head off into the distance then you watch as like he's basically heading across the webbing at like full speed on this spider heading back towards the wall and as he does say you see a couple of these silver mask wearing shadow elves sort of wielding these these dark wood wands following him and as they sort of point these wands you see this shadow lightning crackle out you can see that like Malcolm's like a bit scorched. He's obviously already been hit by one of them, but like the two blasts that are fired at him as he like scampers away on the spider don't manage to hit him. And you quickly head back to the fort. Okay. At which point I will explain what I have seen. One super scary wizard. Four medium scary wizards, eight torture victims, uh, yeah, and not much way in the line of escape. You've uh, still got a spider, have you? Yeah, I guess so. He's nearby. And do these these guys give chase far, or do they stop quite quickly? 
they they, they stop fairly rapidly. They basically sort of like come out of their, their like torture chamber. They fire a couple of blasts at him, and then they go back. They don't follow the pursuit because they're like, "You ran back to the fort. Like we're going to overrun the fort. We'll get you eventually." Right. So they don't head into the webs or anything. Okay. Do you, th do you think you'd be able to get that spider to get us across the web as a group? You know, like one at a time, or at least keep the other spiders away from us while we were... if we needed to get out or mount a rescue, or... I think we could probably get it to bring us there in turns, right? Yeah, I'd say, that. I'd say that's possible, because it's a simple command, like, go here, let that person get on you, yeah. and come back. What time of day is it, John? Is it early still? No, obviously we're compressing time and there's been like other stuff going on, so we're probably... And obviously if at any point anyone wants to do anything else like random while the siege is going on, just shout up. Yeah. Um, so I think we're probably getting sort of late on in the day now, so in fact we're going to roll to see how the siege is progressing. So who's going to roll this time for the defenders? Uh, I will this time. Okay, so it's a D6, 5 or 6. Oh, yes, 5. Okay. Nice. So that's one on the defender's clock. And I'm going to roll. I need a four, five, or six for the attackers. So they get one on their clock as well. So pretty much the as evening falls and the siege continues, the defenders fare a little better on this evening. Perhaps thanks to like the information you guys have brought back. You know, you're able to tell them what sort of weapons they've got. You know, you're able to tell them, yeah, they're trying to, like, snatch people, so we need to be, like, careful with this. And during the second night, there's still a few people injured, but, like, the the Shadow Elves aren't able to, like, take any more people captive because, like, you're on the lookout for it, basically, whereas they did a sort of snatch and grab on the first night. And there's casualties on both sides. The, the defenders are still very slowly getting whittled down, and the, the siege is, is slowly, like, turning in favor still going in favor of the attackers but they've not just sort of overrun you on the um the fourth night and as the next day dawns what do you guys want to before do? it does oh yeah i've just worked is it is it worked session to work out whether these creatures Get the ring on while we're in the... Oh, yes. There we uh, uh, yeah. are. Is it to work out whether the creatures have a weakness or, or what might be driving them or something, some information about them that before we just go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a scary magic user? I see if you can come up with any ideas from what you've seen of them that previous day, I guess. Well, I, I, I'll tell you for nothing, the, the fact that... Obviously, you know, they're not like vampires. They can tolerate sunlight. But the fact that they mainly attack during the darkness would seem to suggest that, like, either sunlight doesn't favour them or they're better in darkness because otherwise it'd be easier to attack during the day when you can see everything. So. Yeah. They obviously got no sight problems in the dark. No. So, if, yeah, if we're going to attack them potentially in the daytime, but then okay. it does make us obvious a lot more 
you also know as well from your previous encounter with like the raiding parties that at least some some of them can summon like globes of darkness which obviously if you do that during the day it stands out a mile whereas if it's already dark and you sort of summon supernatural darkness it's easier to sort of disguise that and sort of sow chaos and discord So are we thinking midday? We and uh, a cohort of others take a stab at these sorcerers. What is it? So what? What is the objective? To get the captives back, or to kill the sorcerers, or sort of both? I think... And kill the sorcerers, I think, is the main objective. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Based on three days of torture whether the victims are yeah yeah and and if it comes to it i think and we don't know why they're doing that i don't know that they would be looking for information on how to besiege a palisade fort that's nah that's not something they're trying to ascertain so i mean are they potentially turning them into one of their own or or deriving some kind of that we we have no sorcerers here to talk of, on that topic, yeah. but I think we'll have to be prepared for it um, when we go in. I wonder would we set the building on fire with oil flames? Do we have enough oil? There must be oil in the fort, right, John? There is some oil in the fort. Yep. Okay, but I mean, if we bring bring like a I don't know casket. <laughs> uh, uh, like a barrel, effectively. Yeah. Uh, is there black powder in the fort? No, there isn't. No. Do, the other question is: Do the do these guys get involved in the siege? Do they, you know, attack the walls you, you've during not the night? Se- you've not seen any of these wizards, for want of a better term, engaged in the actual attack. The the sort of the small groups that seem to attack the walls seem to be made of the the basic sort of foot soldiers wearing the porcelain masks, led by these ones wearing the white stone masks. You haven't seen any of the as sorcerers with the silver masks or you're presuming their leader with like the flesh mask joining in the attacks. And, and did you say there was normal ones at this hut as well? Yeah, there was the normal around guys, the outside. The yeah. four sorcery ones and then the main one sort of thing. Yep. So, I mean, is that an option? Go out during the day, hold out, hide up, wait for all the the normal ones to start the attack in the evening and then attack the sorcerers while they're sort of lower on numbers is that an option if we just went to f- sort of three of us or while the defenders try and hold them off just so there's less I don't and I don't like there was only four of them and I just I don't know if the advantage that they would have because it was night time hmm would outweigh the advantage that we would have if they were missing kind of four or um plus everyone who left would be between us and the fort anyway yeah so i think the daytime with flame is 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 my sense um i mean we're basically are we basically saying we think if we kill the big bad, that we might have a good chance of, you know, breaking whatever's going on here and 
or at least demoralizing them enough that it might turn in our favor. I think that's the assumption we're working to. Uh, John, did my connection to the spider give any inkling of the relationship between the spiders and the shadow? No. Well, I guess that's the only real plan of action we got then. To... Yeah, and there's no way, there's no backup, there's no way out because you only have one spider, right? So, mm. you know, whatever we do, we have to fully commit. So, sort of. fully, yeah, there's no now. Maybe I could go and burn the building and upset a few people and cause a bit of chaos and try and buy us an extra night. Um, that might be an option. Because certainly the spider can outrun them. Um, yeah, it's more just trying to divide divide them a bit, if possible, yeah. just so we can target the main guy with as little help as possible. And just yeah. Now, what we could do is we could use a second barrel of oil, assuming there was a second barrel of oil, and then at the opposite end of the fort, burn. A very significant part of the wedding and attract like all the spiders to it and try and attract their attention to it or make it look like we're trying to escape and then when that's going on we could attack them during the day it, it might work and the other thing does that spider does that have any influence over the other spiders because you're friends with it. Can you like coordinate or get any assistance from the other ones to almost help get them to help us with an attack or at least get them to help us move us all at once or uh does it work oh, like that? Wouldn't it thought so John, does it? No, it's just it's a, it's it's a connection between me and my spider. And you know, that's, a, that's a one one time thing in it you can only do one at a time so i'm a one trick pony as it were one spider pony okay yeah uh... um is there any way i can get any rest up during the day john because i know we're defending at night time health wise yeah if, if you want to sleep during the day you can recover d3 hit points yeah i like to try uh... Oh, you bugger. One. Okay. So why don't we do this then? Why don't I go with the oil and try and burn down the building and see if A, they're uh, vulnerable to auditive fire and then B, just what happens when they their building gets burnt down and whatever experiments or magic they're working on is disrupted. Um, and what I can try and do is have a couple of pot shots at the leader should he stick his head out. Um, and then see if that 
shakes them up a bit. I mean, Rather than us fully committing to a, yeah, a raid. You could could try it, but it would mean the end of the the captives if there is any chance of them still being alive potentially, wouldn't it? I think the way that they were pumping magic into them, I you think, I think we'd be doing them a favour. Yeah, I mean, well, you you were there, so that would be your judgment anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, if, if Malcolm's willing to give it a try, I'm supporting it. Okay, and at this point, let's have another roll to see how the siege overall is progressing. So who's going to roll for the defenders? Right. So, yeah. Uh, D6? Yeah, if you get a 5 or a 6, you get a... Ooh, that's, that's a 6. Nice. Nice. And I'm going to roll for the attackers. So it's a 4, 5, or 6. Okay, no. So, the defenders have actually managed to like turn the tide somewhat. They're obviously still in trouble, but the, the siege just bogged down into... A little bit of a stalemate with the the shadow elves not really able to gain a further foothold inside of the fort but neither of the defenders been able to like range far outside it okay so i think at dawn the next day i'm going to set off with my oil okay and my torch and my spider yep you get on the spider that strapper a barrel of oil to it that's not a problem you head off with your torch you head out across the the webbing again and following the same path you took previously you soon come across this this wooden structure again shadowy figures with porcelain masks drifting around at the outside and again the door now is shut again you can hear like screaming from inside and through the slats in the wood you occasionally see like flashes of light okay so I guess what I want to do is kind of creep up to the back this time, away from the door, hoping that everyone is milling around outside the door. Okay. Uh, and then basically open my oil, start basically putting it all over the roof, the back, the sides. Okay. Uh, make, make your sneak roll. Oh, no. Okay. So, with that failure, you basically get round to the back. You're just about to start sort of setting the oil out when you are spotted by a number of the sort of porcelain mask wearing creatures. And luckily for you, only one of them seems to have spotted you, and it's one of the sort of the foot soldiers. Basically, he he draws out one of these dark long bows that you become so familiar with. And he fires off a shot at you. However, perhaps hampered by the bright daylight, his shot goes like a country mile wide. You see the arrow like thud into the webs, and then a few moments later, like it's like dissolves. Okay. Uh, so I will continue with my oil. Okay, not a problem. So it, it you hear it hiss out to its allies. Another two sort of move around the building, 
and the three of them are going to take pot shots at you again. First one. Okay, so one of them has hit you for four damage. One of these sort of shadow arrows like slices your arm. However, you have managed to get the oil spread across the building, like as much oil as you've got, basically. Okay, so then can I flame at this go, or do I need another go? Okay. Yeah, that's you don't need to take an action. You've literally just got to drop the torch. So. Yeah. Okay. So what I'll do is drop the torch, um, jump on the spider. And start heading towards the fort and maybe stop three or four hundred feet away and see and look back and see what's going on. Okay. It does seem to cut as you, you head back across the webs. It does seem to cause some panic. You see the, the silver mask wearing ones come like rushing out of the building as it catches fire. You don't see any sign of the the leader, let's call him the one wearing the flash mask. However, from your vantage point, you watch as the building sort of really catches ablaze. You see him like still holding his staff. He just like calmly like walks out of the flames. Okay. Uh, so as I see him, can I shoot at him from where I am? You most certainly can. Uh, 13. Okay. That is not enough, unfortunately. Okay. So your arrow thuds into the ground near his feet. In response, he raises up a hand, points it in your direction, and he hisses something in a strange dialect of Elven that you're not familiar with. But you manage to sort of like piece together the sort of rough gist of it, and effectively he's shouting like death to the invaders. Okay. Okay. And then I'll say that loads of arrows come raining down. Okay. But you're sort of like you're quite far away, so like they just like patter around you. Okay. Uh, are they making move towards me? They don't, appear, they... they don't appear to be moving towards you. Perhaps due to the daylight, you're not sure. They okay. seem to be sort of holding back. So I'm going to keep shooting at him. So okay, until he does. Make your own. Oh, that's a hit. I hope. Nineteen. Yeah, that'll definitely hit. So you fire one of your arrows, and it like thuds into like the sort of shadowy body, passing through, tearing off some of this shadow essence the creature screeches in response and again it raises this this wand points it in your direction and again this flickering bolt of dark shadow lightning sort of roils out of it in your direction make a save versus wands 
Oh, 20. Okay, so we're taking half damage. Okay, so you take eight points of damage as you're hit by this this bolt of shadowy lightning. Oh, that's right. Uh... Okay, so can I shoot him again? Yep. You know, he's literally like striding like towards you, basically, just like holding this like wand out in front of him. So you're there, like. And he's just striding forward, like. <coughs> okay. And has he stepped onto the web yet? Has he? Yeah, he has stepped onto the web. Given that they seem to be made out of shadow, it doesn't seem to impede his movement. Okay. So I, I guess I want to keep moving away between shots so that he's not getting any closer to me. Oh, no. Okay. Make another save versus once. Uh, that's a save, yeah. And obviously, with all of this like magical energy crackling around and arrows being fired, you guys on the walls can like see this. It's not subtle. Okay. I'll be I'll be putting in arrows then, <laughs> if we can tell what's going on. Yeah, no problem. Okay, you take six points of damage as another blast drop of the shadow lightning hits you. Okay. Obviously, if you want to fire on this round, why am I? You can do. Yeah, so I guess if we can tell where the lightning is coming from, I'll be trying to fire on them. There we go. Ooh, terrible. Okay, yep, so you fire a shot, and as it as the arrow sort of arcs towards him, you see he like lashes out with this wand and sort of like smashes the arrow to one side. Okay, Malcolm. Oh no, sorry, that was your to uh, your roll that failed, wasn't it? Why am I you? Yeah, actually, I failed, yeah, yeah, but you actually Why am I hit him? Okay. So that's that that I've just described is what he does to Malcolm's arrow. Then, <laughs> <laughs> longer shot. Yeah, the longer shot. Obviously, he's distracted by like deflecting mm -hmm. Malcolm's arrow. Yours like passes through him, and again, you see it tear off some of the shadow stuff that makes his body, and it lets out a, a loud hissing screech. Okay, make another save versus ones. Yeah, safe. Okay. As he continues striding forward, leveling this wand at you. The plan just to drain this wand on Malcolm. Okay, you take twelve hit points of damage. Ooh, Jesus, okay. As another blast of this dark lightning roils out and strikes you. Basically like, you see like Malcolm now, he is like scorched. Like there's like black patches on him where he's like scorching him and like burning his clothes. And like his hair's probably like standing up because of the electricity. Okay. Uh, so this time I'm just hightailing it. Just. Okay. 
get into the fort because I am. Not a problem. It will get one more blast at you, so make one last save versus ones. If I'm not sure about the order here, uh, I think I missed that, but I will have shot as well. I'm not sure yeah, if that's go for it. relevant. Um, basically, the idea being that if my shot kills it, I don't know, maybe it doesn't shoot. Thirteen. Okay, that is not a hit. Right. So. Oh, okay, it's a success. That so was only, very close. It's only half damage. So you take seven hit points of damage. Okay. As another blast of lightning strikes you from this outstretched wand. Okay. And it continues moving forwards obviously you outpace it right. as you sort of glance back as your spiders like across the webs you see the the four silver mask wearing creatures sort of like form up almost like a unit behind it the leader and start sort of like following it as they're like moving through the webs okay i will continue shooting can we get more of the defenders to shoot as well now yeah, yeah. they're in range Let's make a roll, see how they do. Okay, yeah, so arrows are fired by the defenders. A couple of them hit. There's no, like, serious sort of hits, though. Obviously, why am I? You can roll for your own shot. 16. That's definitely a hit. Free damage. Okay, so again, another ragged bit of shadow stuff is torn off this creature but it barely seems to slow it down as it moves through the the webbing um, can I have shot from the wall as well now that I'm in the fort yeah uh, okay that's three hit points okay so yeah another shot hits it I presume you're all firing at the leader, basically. Yeah. Okay, no problems. So, gets hit a couple of times, and you notice them sort of like falling back a little bit. They're no longer just sort of like striding forwards. Okay. So, I think it's about time we roll to see how the, the siege overall is going. So, Darren, would you like to roll me a d6? Right, yeah. And it's a five or a six for the defenders. Okay. And I need a four, five, or a six for the attackers. Which I've failed. So perhaps the damage you've done to the leader causes them to like regroup and obviously you've burnt that building down. So the evening is actually like relatively attack free. But obviously the area around the outside is still patrolled by the spiders, still covered by the webbing. So like it's not like the defenders can just hightail it out of the fortress. However, Brock, during the evening, so see that you, you sort of like slept a bit during you're snatching bits of sleep here and there where you can. During the, the evening, you see the captain of the guard, Captain Nelson, you see him sort of loading up a one of the few horses that the that the sort of fort has 
he's like basically putting like a saddle on it and like putting saddlebags on it and stuff like that. He looks like he's getting ready to ride out. What himself? Does it look like? Yeah, it looks like he's getting ready to ride out. Oh yeah, I shall. Uh, I should definitely head over and try and grab the reins of the horse. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. You, you grab one of the reins of the horse. Uh, may I ask where you're going? He says, um, the, the Lord Kersey has, uh, has tasked me with the most uh, important job. Uh, my, my Lord has an, an ally in the, the nearby mountains to the east. He has tasked me with attempting to get through the, the enemy forces to see if this ally can be reached to, to summon its aid to help us in the siege. Um, well, I, th I think your your efforts are going to go, well, to be to no avail if you try and get through there on your own. This, this webbing will, I mean a horse, it will just get caught up in it and these spiders will just, you, you won't stand a chance on your own. If you're going to try such a thing, then we would need to coordinate this some, somewhat better. You see from the expression on his face that as you're sort of like, you're saying this, but like you're not saying anything he's, he's not already thought of himself. You very much right. get the feeling that like, he's basically doing this like his Lord's ordered him to, and he's like loyal to his Lord, but he doesn't really expect that he's going to like survive. And how far is this, this, uh, this location? He says, well, once outside the uh, the enemy's perimeter, it would take me a day to a day to reach the location. At least let me speak to Malcolm and see if we can get you across this webbing safely. He, he nods and he says, I, I can't stay too long. My my lord's orders were very specific to head out as soon as possible. Uh, well, I'll, I'll literally ask him just to wait two minutes. He, he nods. Uh, and pretend to gather some more stuff for his saddles and whatever, tighten up and I shall go and uh, seek uh, Malcolm out okay <clears throat> and just... so I'll come over to him and, and so how far away is it you want where you want to get to he says, uh, he says I need to I need to get beyond the, the perimeter of the enemy and then it's a day's travelled into the uh, into the mountains to the east a day's travel by foot or a day's travel on horseback? On horseback. And how far is it on by on foot? It, it'd take at least a couple of days. Okay, and is there anywhere else to get horses? He says, well, well, we, we have a handful in the fort. I, I don't know about outside that. Yeah. So I can get you across the webbing safely, but not your pony. He says, well, um, in that case, uh, I will have to I'll have to take the the saddlebags and uh, travel on foot thereafter. If we, if I can bring um, my lord's ally into the fight, it may turn the tide in our favour. Yeah, well, certainly I can I can see you over the I can see you over the the webbing, um, on my pet spider. It, it looks a little, it looks a little bit uncertain when you're like, yeah, just hop on my pet spider, it'll be fine. He does not like he's loving the idea, but you know, like, he's definitely not loving the idea of going out on a horse either. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I guess I'll 
give the spider directions to bring him in the direction he wants to go, to stop when it reaches the end of the webbing, and then to come back to me when he's jumped off. Okay, so... Has he agreed which direction he's going to come from when he comes back? Hopefully with the troops. Yeah, he says he's heading, he's heading to the east, into the mountains. Oh, so, so he'll be coming from that direction. Yeah. Although you get the idea, because obviously you've talked to him a little bit about this, Brock. Although he's like not specifically mentioned the nature of like his lord's ally, you get the feeling that he, the ally he was talking about, he was like using the singular. So he wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get like a parcel of like soldiers. He was like, my lord's oh, right. got an ally. Oh, right. So it seemed like he was talking about one sort of person or one entity or... Can he give us the information on who this is? Yeah, how do you ask him? Um, so, so where are you? Where are you hoping to find these troops? Who are you uh, travelling to? He looks a little bit uncomfortable. He says, um, "I don't talk of uh, troops. Uh, when when Fort Kersey was first being built, uh, there was a a creature known as Dramgar that." dwelt in the, the mountains and hills here about my my lord was able to reach a an agreement with this creature that in return for sending certain food and supplies on a regular basis if the fort was threatened then Dramgar would come to our aid if summoned it is he I have to make contact with what, what sort of creature is this? he says it, it is a uh, it, it is like a man, but gigantic in its proportions. Mm. That, that seems, from my opinion, I don't wish to speak ill of our allies, but seems, from my opinion, to be of relatively low intelligence, but of considerable physical prowess. Mm. Well, it could certainly aid in the uh, the upcoming battle. Indeed. Mm. Well... I can only wish wish you the very best of luck and uh, hope you return safely. Thank you. So, you, you all sort of like sort out the spider to like carry him across the webs. It starts ferrying him across the webs to like the the outskirts of the sort of perimeter basically and obviously then the spider drops him off and scuttles back to you. Now I'm going to ask one of you guys to roll me a d6 to like basically see whether he makes it or he gets spotted by the shadow creatures. It's going to be a d6 roll. If if you get a one or a two, he's spotted and it doesn't go well for him. I don't know which of you wants to take this mighty responsibility into your hands. Well, after my it, two failures, I think it shouldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can do it. You can do it. Okay. Well, praise Gail. Uh, hello, good old Gail. Okay, so. He gets to he gets on the outskirts of the perimeter, and he does get spotted by some of the the creatures. But obviously, he's been living hereabouts for quite some time, so he knows the terrain. You see a few arrows sort of like head in his directions, and a few blasts of this this lightning. But he manages he gets a bit scorched and like a bit injured, but he manages to evade them. And you see him sort of like disappear into the hills. And at this point, who would like to roll for the defenders? You want to take that, Malcolm? It's a five or a six. You've had an amazing run with the resistance rolls. Oh, <laughs> well, okay, four, five, or six for the attackers. Line the baddies. See, I'm missing out. The again, the the siege appears to have bogged down into 
a bit of a stalemate. You know, there's there's a few sort of like gains on the attacker side, a few gains on the defender side, but largely the attackers are turned back. However, the, obviously the the supply situation is starting to get a bit more sort of a bit more dire, despite the rationing inside the the fortress. The old like food supplies are starting to run a bit low. The uh, the fuel that's been used for like heating people is starting to run a bit low, and we know it's winter in Valcona now, so the cold can be just as deadly as the, the dark lightning of one of these shadow creatures. Okay, what do you guys want to do? I think it's worth trying to do some sort of hunting attempt during the day to bolster the food a bit. I think Malcolm would take the guys aside on the QT and I guess start wondering whether we were fully committed to this enterprise or could see ourselves fully committed to a different enterprise elsewhere. I, I love the idea of like Malcolm being like, guys, how much do you actually care about these good people in the fortress? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just putting it out there. So, on our map, was this fort itself one of the sites of the, uh, the Senna? I'll have to check. Let me just have a quick No, I thought it was the northern no, one. No, it's the northern one. You're right. Right. Yeah. However, why I'm also just sort of like wondering about that, ROM 86. Mm. Six? Okay, so... You're sort of wandering around, and you, you, you're actually thinking. I can't, I can't remember. Was this one of the, was this one of the Senna sort of strongholds? And as you're wandering around and you're exploring it, you satisfy yourself that no, it's not. However, you do notice something fairly interesting as you're sort of exploring. Obviously, most of this fortress is built of wood. You know, people came in. Wood was what was available and could be thrown up cheaply. However, as you're sort of looking around you notice that the fortress appears to have been built on some sort of like stone or sort of which was like incorporated into like the base of the fortress like it was kind of like, like a large flat piece of stone that's sort of like lying level with the ground and that's just been built on it mm. i mean not the whole fort but like probably one of like the towers yeah i will attract this to the attention of of our little group here. Yeah, you, you all have a look at this like stone. It looks like once upon a time it might have had some like markings or carvings on it, but they've been sort of like erased by the passage of time. How big is it? Is it like six foot square or like? It's it's probably about five foot. If it was like stood up, it'd be like five foot wide and maybe like ten foot tall. But obviously, it's been sort of like laid down flat, and lot of stuff's been built on it. But since like the fort has been damaged, like you can now see like part of it's exposed. And what were they? They were like um, sites that had something buried there, or something. Was it? Was that what we learned previously? That there was at least three sites, wasn't there? I think there were more than that. There were like places of power. Yeah. but we but, didn't sort of learn the power, did we, or no. how it works, or anything. No. 
So is there any way we could use... We'd need some sort of mystical magic type, I'd imagine. Well, since we're in a fortress about to starve and or die, um, as is custom, I will grasp the handle of my sword. And I will, <laughs> I will say if, if you've got anything to say about this and what it might be or what the writing might have been would be the time again once more to speak up uh, okay so you hear you see Wyamar's mouth moving and the, the voice of the sword coming out and the, the voice of the sword says well I, I'm no expert in these things but um, to me it looks like a way marker I'll I'll look to <laughs> to Brock and Malcolm. Hmm. What's a way marker? Again, Wymore speaking in the voice of the sword says, "Well, from, from what I, I mean, I'm not really into all of this this mystical tomfoolery, but uh, from what I understand, uh, there are these lines of energy that cross the that run across Valconan, and those who are inclined to the mystic arts, you know, like the the ancient Senna stuff like that." could tap into these lines and use its power. So back back in the day, they set up these stones to like mark where these lines were. I believe they tended to run in sort of straight lines as far as I understand it. I'm no expert. So does that mean we, we think the creature's using that for this magic that he's doing? Or are looking for us? Oh, yeah, or there. Mind you, we led them here, really, didn't we? Or do you think they were coming this way anyway? Well, I don't think they necessarily would have sent out an army. Just because some people were scouting some rocks. And seeing them, yeah. Yeah, so they... Yeah, it was only the scouting party that followed us, I guess. The army was just potentially coming this way anyway. They do seem hostile towards, you know, people. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. So I, they I called us the invaders. Which, you know, that's a point. I mean, do my people have any sort of history of these guys? I mean, intelligence any sort of myths. Myths or, uh, or you can use wisdom if you prefer. I'll just go with the uh, intelligence. Okay, so you know that when, like during the Great Exodus, when like most people went, or Valconans turning into like an icy wasteland, we're leaving, mm -hmm. and the, the sort of like the the forefathers of Weimar and Malcolm all headed south on the boats, obviously your people stayed behind and they were like, we don't have anything to do with this magic that's caused all the problems we're going to adopt a simpler lifestyle you do know that there were rumours of some of like, you think probably like Malcolm's people, the um, the wald, the, the elves that chose not to leave with the, the the boats and they sort of like retreated to like the remote places of Falconan but after that like, you didn't hear anything about them and obviously you've got legends of sort of like bogeymen and like shadowy creatures lurking in the darkness, but like nothing that seems to apply specifically to them. So they might be some sort of uh, 
product of the elves that Steph left behind or stayed behind, should I say? Um. Can I ask the sword if he thinks these elves might be connected to the smoking mirror? He says, Well, I suppose it's possible. I mean, it's not like there's a shortage of dark creatures out there. I suppose they could be. I mean, I don't know for definite, though. But to answer Malcolm's earlier question, I feel that we should at least wait to see if this guy returns before we try and you know, save our own necks, if, if that's what you're proposing. I was just having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Okay, so it feels like we have to do something to negate their advantage at night. Right, it just... I don't know what, I don't know what that is. It just... Yeah, it, it seems like we... Um, it would be hard to generate enough light yeah. with what we have at night. Does your sword generate light? It does. And I think that's probably something we can... It, it, it's probably enough for one of them. Good power from that thing, can it? I don't think so. And I wouldn't know how to... <laughs> <laughs> even even do that. No. I'll experimentally one hand on the the hill. I'll put the other on the stone and just sort of trace the the faded writing on it. I, I, it, it I have no idea what this is. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know if it'd just make it brighter or I don't know mm. anything. Just just because of the what's in the air almost. Yes, I think if if we decide to do something, the sword is going to be a very good ace in the hole for one thing. Uh, but I don't think it's enough to sort of carry us through. Because we could, if we know where they're coming from, we could burn, you know, we put oil on a large part of the webbing and burn it just as they're coming and use that to generate light. And then if you're also generating sunlight with the sun sword that may also you know that would at the very least give us an advantage of shooting them into the darkness because we'd be able to see them um and maybe even put them off that might give us enough of an advantage to see the night through or i mean did i attack from all sides every night or yeah. is it a sort of yeah okay so it's fairly continuous but there's plenty of oil is there john yeah, there's a fair amount. I mean, it's not an inexhaustible supply, but there's a, yeah, there's a fair but, amount of it. But there's enough that we could do whatever. Yeah. Large chunks of it on each side of the... Yes, there is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could potentially... If you're talking about that, you could potentially make a sort of a ditch full of it, couldn't you? And run it around like a wall of fire. To slow them and 
light them up as well at the same time. It's an awful lot of effort though to dig. And, you know, an awful lot of oil to. Yeah, I don't know how much. How much you. Uh... I, mean, I think it's more. If it doesn't seem to stop them, they didn't seem to be concerned by the fire in and of itself. The basic ones were a bit more affected by it, weren't they? Or seemed to be a bit more scared of it than normal ones. Okay, let's have a roll to see how the siege is progressing. Who would like to roll for the... Are you planning to roll out your sapphire to the webs and use the sword, yeah, sword plan? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you do so when the evening attack is launched, and that has now raised it, so you will be adding to your clock on a 4, 5, or 6. Okay. So who wants to roll for the defenders? Well, I can do it. Go for it. Nope. <laughs> okay. Let's see for the attackers. So, despite the advantage that the sort of like the burning oil and the webbing around the fort provides, the it also means obviously like people have got to go out and sort of like keep stoking the fires, and the the shadow creatures just like pick those people off as they're sort of like tending that fire. Okay. And as you're sort of like obviously checking like the constellations and like working out how many days past, you reckon you've got like. It's like another turn on the siege before your man gets back, assuming he's managed to find this this Dramgar and convince him to return. Okay, so it feels like we have some time still. How are we doing on rations and they're, they're starting to get pretty tight. Like pe people are starting to like look at the horses and not okay. as in let's ride out of here, as in like. We don't need three horses. Well, it's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are like, I said, well, we're keeping these horses, but like, we can't actually go anywhere on horses. Whereas, like, we'd kind of like not to starve to death. So, like, and uh, Lord Kersey doesn't seem keen on that idea. Obviously, he's like a bit of a sort of old, like, semi retired soldier. He's like, ah, you know, kill your horses, you know, carry you to battle. And, Whatever, but like people are just sort of like, yeah, but like that's starving to death. We're not a fan of that. What's, what's spider meat like? <laughs> I, I imagine gamey, hmm. stringy, yeah. <laughs> very, very webby, astringent, fiber rich. <laughs> oh boy, there's a leg for everyone, though. Yeah, it's going to give you a leg up if you say. It just, just seems like there has to be a way to get more information about them. We could smoke old Dobie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will we take another day to do that and just see yeah. if we can... Yeah. Watch the siege unfold. Yeah. Literally unfold. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to smoke some more old Dobie or like mark off another, another use of your pipe weed... And then presumably um, 
Weimar again is going to make an intelligence check with a minus two modifier. <laughs> Try and rest oh, up a bit as well. Still got loads of hit points. Oh man, okay, here it goes. Okay, yeah, so as, as the smell of old Dobie finest uh, pipeweed in South Falcona drifts out across the air, you, you all sort of like talk about what's going on and you're like, yeah, we need to find find out more about these creatures that are attacking us because all we really know at the minute is they're like shadow things with masks on who've got magic and they're like, they might be elves who didn't leave during the exodus from Falconan, but Aside from just maybe like asking them, which probably isn't going to go well, you can't really think of any particular way with what you know about them that you could sort of engage with them or find out this information. And at this point, who would like to roll to see how the defenders are doing? How about someone else? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a d6 roll, four, five, or six. Back on me, is it? Yeah, yeah I think so. Okay. Oh, well done. Nice now we're on a 5-6, aren't we? No, yeah, it's not 4-5-6. Oh, is it? Yep. Until the aisle runs out. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're off for the bad guys. Oh, no, they've not moved on. So, we're now with the aid of like the still-burning webbing and the sun sword, you have managed to sort of like not push them back, but you've managed to prevent them from gaining any further ground. I'd like to, um, because there's been talk of the food quite a bit. Yep. And are they still doing the snatch and grabs? Yes, people? they are, yeah. Trying to get people? I'd like to suggest that um, there's been a concerted effort, maybe not overt, explicit, but Weimar's been going around in, well, presumably there's other archers. So yes. he's been talking with the other archers, just like if there's going to be a grab operation. We're just gonna shoot them. Like we're not gonna risk them being captured. We're gonna shoot them if they get grabbed. So the the bodies just litter the field. Then instead yeah. of being done, whatever that is that they do over there. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens. Because much as the the archers, the sort of like peasant archers, don't like the idea of shooting their own people, they like the idea of them being like tortured and mutilated by these shadow elves a whole lot less. So yeah. So as we get to the end of this day. There are like some of the bodies of like people from the fort that have been shot by people in the fort to stop them being taken, sort of littered around the outside. And basically, when they shoot their own people who are being dragged off, as soon as they get shot and they die, like the shadow elves just drop them. Yeah, which is a weight off of Weimar's <laughs> head so, over there because he he he's like, oh, I know what needs to be done, I guess, but that's proof <laughs> if they just leave them because the okay. torture was the point at that. Time, it so seems like whatever they're, whatever they're doing with them, whatever their goal is, they need them to be alive. As soon as they die, they just like abandon them on the battlefield. So Weimar will be talking more overtly now that we have actual proof. We have proof of concept. They need the torture to do whatever they do. So if someone gets grabbed, shoot them. It's a mercy and you deny the enemy. So that's he's sort of trying to sort of muscle in as a, some kind of a leader figure for the archers, just like, do what I say, because this shit works. Okay. 
Is it worth going back out to see what they're doing now? It's been two or three days since we burned down there. Then we could take a look. Well, I think you're the only one that can really get out there, aren't you? Yeah, if, probably if with chance of getting back. If it's been a couple of days, you have the rings, so you're probably all good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you you head out on your spider and you're sort of like you're heading in the direction you went previously. You're about halfway there when you spot a a humanoid figure like trying to struggle its way through the web and you can see like a couple of spiders like closing in on it. Okay. How is it big humanoid or it, it looks like normal human size. However if you look closer you see it, it you recognise it as one of the people who was kidnapped from the fortress. However, as they're sort of struggling through the web, you know that like odd bits of their like skin appear to have been replaced with like this sort of shadowy like essence similar to the 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 shadow elves but it's just in odd patches and you see these spot these two spiders like moving in on it as it's trying to struggle through the webs okay okay so i will take a step back and see what happens okay the the spiders jump on this person who's like trying to fend them off basically using a stick pretty much you see they're they're wearing like the remnants of like their breeches and they're like they're the normal sort of like canvas shirt that they would be wearing it's covered in blood they've got cuts all over them and like i say bits of their flesh appear to be this like phasing in and out of being this strange sort of shadow essence the person tries valiantly to like fight these two giant spiders off but it's a peasant fighting against two giant spiders and quickly the person's like bore down to the ground you see that the spider's like covering this person in bites you hear them screaming and then you see like this discoloration on the sort of patches of them that have been bitten as that the poison that flows into them and after a few moments you see this person so like spasming like drool and spittle coming out of their mouths and they they shake violently for a few moments and then they lie still you then watch as the spiders like vomit this acid dissolving the body of this person and then start slurping it up it's incredible okay. incredibly grim to watch okay so i'll take the wide berth and keep heading on to see Okay, is there anything particular you're looking for? I guess I want to see if they've rebuilt the building. What's going on in their camp? Okay. Any sort of they don't appear to have rebuilt the building. They now just appear to be like torturing people in the open air. Okay. They've basically just sort of like staked people down to the ground and they're like continuing the dissections. Or they only have like a few people now because they've not been able to gain any recently because of Weimar's sort of like scorched earth policy you know like shoot someone if they get taken so there's only like a handful of captives they've got but you see all of these captives they've got they all appear to have like random patches on their body which are whether the flesh is gone and there's like just this like shadow stuff okay uh okay then coming from the, the far distance you hear a loud screech and you watch as you can see the 
the leader of the shadows he's like stood with his back to you facing away you see there's like a person like staked to the ground at his feet and he's like bent over them so you can't see like the upper half of this person he he drops something with like a wet plopping sound on the ground next to himself it falls into the webbing then he like reaches down and the screaming rises in pitch and you hear like this like this like wet tearing sound and you see from behind this shadow elf hold up something and as you look at it you realise it's the skin off this person's face and then you you basically just see him so that his hand drops down like that you don't see what's going on then he turns around and you can see like the skin is now on his face It's, it's now his face okay and you can, as he steps away from the person to talk to one of his minions, you can see this person lying on the ground, their face with the, the muscle exposed as the skin has been removed from it. Okay. And how many uh, captives do they have? Romeo D8. <laughs> okay, so in addition to this. This guy who's just had his face skin, there is one other guy. Okay. So I would like to shoot both of them uh, to put them out of their misery and to deny this creature whatever he wants with them. Okay, now I'm not going to make you roll to shoot them because they're static. For you, that is not a problem. What I'm going to say is, if you want to try and like get away before they get to you, can you make me a dex roll? Huh? success okay yeah so obviously they do spot you as you like you kill these two people quickly as painlessly as you can they're headshots effectively like through the eye and into the brain you're spotted and again you see these silver masked creatures like flow out and again there's this blast of these this eldritch dark lightning in your direction but you pretty much went and then just like turned the spider around and started going yeah yeah so by the time your arrows have hit home you're already like heading away so a couple of the blasts sort of like singe you uh, I'm going to say you take you take five hit points of damage as one of the blasts sort of like singes you but the rest get nowhere near you is just sort of scuttling away on your spider okay um, so I head back to the fort and explain that it seems like that these captors are becoming more like their captors and that maybe this is a form of adding to their army um, and that maybe if we were to kill this um, wizard that we might end up that the, the rest of them might scatter um, but I still don't know how this wand is incredibly powerful should we try and lure them out a little bit did they seem to follow me this time at all John no they they, they basically looked up fired the ones in your direction but then we're like you're too far away we're not going to catch you yeah okay 
I could try and shoot him again. That seemed to get his attention. Um, Usually does. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just the wand is so powerful. It's they couldn't be sure he'd make it back. That is a point. So obviously, like you've been fairly lucky with like your wand saves and getting yeah. half damage. So how about we uh, pitch a plan to the locals, make a spearhead, try and get him. Then, well, not everyone's going to come back, but that's how it is. But if we go in there with more bodies, they're down bodies now. We know that. So... How many of them did I see in the camp, John? You saw the the four silver masked ones, the leader with the flash mask, and maybe half a dozen of the like the foot soldiers. Okay. And are the the battles at night getting smaller and smaller? They are, are, yeah. Okay, so we think that these ten or eleven might be all that's left. Possibly. And whatever number of spiders. Yeah. You do notice sort of like that the the spiders are now taking part in the the sort of attacks in the evening. So almost like as they've lost like shadow elves, they've had to like call in the reserves. It's just how do we everyone across there without you somehow need to get them over the spiders. Well again if the if the captain's gone to get this so called giant or large guy then if we can hold out for one or two more nights and then make a final push yeah, when they turn. a last charge sort of thing during the day so I guess that, that would be a thing then we need to get everyone ready and it needs to be everyone I think if we wait during the long day. enough it doesn't even matter if there's people defending the fort at that point so if we want to wait for whatever if the reinforcements um, are, are coming when they do we need to be able to have a, a push ready with everyone on hand that can actually walk forward towards the enemy so do we want to pitch that and then sit around and wait or... uh, what we could also do in the meantime is damage the spiders during the day that's true no. attract them one at a time mm -hmm. burn them you know just to whittle down their numbers. Mm -hmm. So, then... how about this then? The two of you, spider duty during the day. Yours truly, drilling everyone uh, in, in what we're going to do. And then we just do that until we run out of food and die? Or. This Stramgar arrives. Mm. Uh, how confident is Lord Kersey that this creature is coming? He seems pretty confident. Okay. Um, if we have asked him, John, would it have been possible to take a a browse through his his thoughts with my steely friend? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. So yeah. if if we've sort of touched on the topic, like, 
Oh, so uh, we're looking forward to the arrival of your ally, my lord. <laughs> when do you think that will be? And then thought link. Yep. So using the the Sun Sword's power of ESP, obviously, as you've already got his mind turned towards thoughts, um, Dramgar, you see sort of like flashes of his initial meeting with this strange, like large, lumpy, sort of misshapen humanoid, and you see sort of flashes of him sort of thinking about when they originally met, and this sort of like he he thinks of this creature as he thinks of it as a troll. Rather than like a giant, which is what the um, the captain sort of described him mm-hmm. as, but he's he's pretty massive, and um, you see sort of flashes of him basically arranging with this creature, like cause this creature's like, oh, you come into my territory, I'm going to like smash you and grind mm-hmm. you down to make my bread, and he was like, well, you could do that, but then you've got to like get your own food. How about you like leave us alone because we're like, actually over here, away from you, and on a regular basis, we'll send like food and victuals to you. And, you know, as long as we're still here, you'll be getting that food. So, like, it's in your best interest to make sure we're all right. Mm-hmm. And th- this troll sort of, like, again, seems, like, quite stupid, sort of, like, agrees to that and basically says, oh, as long as the food keeps coming, if you do need help, like, send someone to the mountains and, like, give them, direct- give them very, like, vague directions mm-hmm. and um, I'll come and help, but only if, like, the food keeps coming. And it's got this loud, booming, sort of rumbling voice as you, you see in his memories, almost like stones grinding over each other. Right, yeah. So I will have, uh, as we're curious about this, uh, I will have said that I, I uh, the the Lord seems quite honest in, in his conviction. Now, whether or not this creature exists is an entirely different thing, which we cannot find out, so... I'll trust it. One last thing you pick up in the uh, in the Lord's mind as he's thinking about it, which seems, which must be connected to like Dramgar because he's thinking about Dramgar. That's how ESP works. But like you can't quite work out how it's connected. You have like a memory of like the Lord sort of like in his chamber, looking at like a, a random collection of small objects, and they're just random little things like a candlestick holder. Mm-hmm. Um, a few like bits of metal, like a couple of like iron nails, but all of these things, instead of being made out of like the metal or whatever you expect them to be made out of, are made of gold. Okay. And you see him sort of like in his memory, like the Lord sort of like basically concealing them in like his um his quarters. Okay. <laughs> I will have. mentioned that I will because I have not really talked about the ESP <laughs> at all um, and I think probably Brock would not be very happy about that <laughs> so um, um, I'll, I'll say that I've um, I've picked up on the fact that the um, the Lord uh, probably has a sizable stash of valuables here which as Lords I want to do of course which, if worse comes to worse, then we need we do need to retreat. And there's no saving this place. There's something we could do about that too. Now, of course, 
I think it's it's worth a shot. The the Lord is sincere in in the um, sort of reinforcement plan. So I think we should see that through. But just saying, if if we can't make this work, we do need something to show for all of this. It definitely feels like we would be owed a salary for the hard work that we have done for. Right? We definitely do not owe allegiance to the Lord. That's yeah. something. Have you and actually located this stuff? I, I will make vague allusions to oh, in the the Lord's it must be somewhere where the Lord can immediately lay a hand on it if need be to abandon the fort. So probably not deep in a locked vault. So probably somewhere close at hand. It may be in the quarters. Because uh, he's planning for uh, for a retreat as well. Must be. Lords are like that. <laughs> they they are not very prone to go down with their fort, I find, from experience. Um, would your newfound skills give us any insight into what these shadow elves are wanting? Yeah, I mean, has the Lord got any knowledge that he ain't passing on? I wouldn't have thought so, but... I think the Lord is uh, is an old man. Um, <clears throat> but I guess if, if... I don't remember if I did it. Probably not, because we had better things to do. Um, trying to flee for our lives, but... I guess during this, if we go ahead with this plan, there's going to be times during the night that there's going to be a night raid, and uh, and if such does in fact happen, John, I'll I'll try and make a swipe at one of the shadow elves with the ESP. Okay, no problems. Give me a so, do we want to commit to the the plan of you know whittle down the spiders during the day, make a plan for. Uh, for an attack when the reinforcements arrive. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah it just it just depends how deadly these spiders are. Pretty deadly from the look of the venom. Yeah. yeah it's just you haven't no one's actually witnessed anyone well, apart from the guy that didn't stand a chance, actually sort of getting bitten and actually failing the saving throw against one of these spiders is what I meant. Um, John did indicate that it was a quite a good thing I passed. Yeah. So all I'm saying is if we can tempt them out and sort of shoot them and stuff, then yeah. But if you happen yeah. to go toe-to-toe -to, -toe to them at some point, something could go wrong. Is you know. Yeah, because I wonder if we can potential. tempt them with like meat or something and no. Bit of vibration, you know, meet on a meet on a a rope, you know, and then just shoot them when they're eating it or trying yeah, to eat come it. Come up or... with a yeah, somewhere enticing them out. Yeah, because we don't necessarily have to, because we know that they follow the vibrations, right? Oh yeah. Um, well, we could literally tie a rope to the edge of the webbing, couldn't we, and just sort of yeah, pull at it and see if we can attract enough attention to you know yeah. at least get a few of them out 
Yeah, and then we just shoot numbers. two or three of them, or whatever, four or five of them, and just see how it goes. And yeah, if just, too many come, we can stop. Yeah, do it as long as we can and yeah. see if it works. Yeah. Okay, so indeed you set about doing that, and as you're preparing your plans for the evening, you are suddenly surprised by a loud bestial roar from the east and looking out across the field of sticky webbing you see this large sort of like 15 foot tall like massively fat lumpy misshapen humanoid like basically wearing like a crude sort of like apron and breeches like the front of it's all stained with blood it's holding like what looks like a small tree as a club suddenly just like appears looming out of the hills and starts sort of bellowing and it basically wades into the the, sort of the eastern part of the webbing and just starts like smashing it with this tree like spiders leap at it and it's like smashing these spiders okay how, how big a tree are we talking here i mean don't get me wrong it's not like it's not like a, an old oak tree or something it's a fairly substantial spruce yeah okay <laughs> And at this point, can one of you roll me for the defenders? You are now succeeding on a three plus. Is it my turn, is it? Yeah, go for it. And I'll roll for the attackers. Oh, yes. Okay. So we've both added one. So, again, night raids are launched, but they've effectively had to split their forces to like deal with this this large sort of like trollish like creature that you assume is Dramgar that has appeared so they're unable to focus their full sort of weight on the the fort I'll I'll try and do the ESP trick in the night on one of the shadow elves if I can okay no problem that is absolutely fine so you grip the the hilt of your your sun sword, you concentrate in like the direction of one of these like foot soldiers of these creatures, and as you're sort of like your mind links with it, you sense this. You feel like this cold, or something. You know, if you get like brain freeze when you eat an uh -huh. ice cream, that sort of like goes through your head. But you gain like an empathic understanding of the creature's thoughts, and you, as you sort of scan its mind, you know that you know a few things for certain now. One, they hate you guys because, as far as they're concerned, like mm -hmm. you guys, like and your sort of forefathers, abandoned this place when the going got tough, and now things have got better. You've just like strolled back in and been like, "Oh, this is ours again," and they're like, "No." They're also absolutely furious because apparently, like some idiots, been like selling mining concessions in the mountains far to the northeast, which are their homes. So the other fort is fucking their territory up, I yep. guess. And third, they also have almost like a sort of like religious reverence for the for like the way marker that you discovered earlier. And they think it's like blasphemous that like the humans have just been like, Oh, here's some yep. handy stone, let's yep. build on it. There's there's a house on top of your sacred yeah. thing. That's it. So it's that like triple threat which mm -hmm. has sort of led them to finally take an action. Because initially they were like, yeah, we hate these guys, but they're like, over there. Mm -hmm. We've got other things to worry about. And they were like, oh, 
now they're over here and they're like delving into our like mountains and like messing with our territory and then obviously when they've come here they're like oh and they're built on top of one of these sacred stones oh it's on mm-hmm. you, so you in... also you don't get the specifics but you also get the vague feeling that obviously you're not sort of scanning one of the sorcerer's ones but you get the feeling that whatever they're doing with the captives they, they had mm-hmm. they're not trying to transform people into them it's almost like the opposite they're trying to work out how to transform themselves into the people into people yeah well they are persons obviously but into um our kind of people yeah into like flesh and blood rather than yeah. like some yeah, physical shiny. physical creatures uh so with these revelations I will have confided in Malcolm in the dark hours of the night. And I will have put out the disclaimer as well. Like, I I know that this is something that a lot of people would find objectionable. And I'd like to, um, I'd like to state that I, I actively avoid doing it. It's, I find it uncomfortable personally. And please don't tell Brock or anyone <laughs> because this is something that is going to get me um, well hung or burnt at the stake ah uh, yeah but, but it might stop you getting tortured by shadow elves so that it, that it does and I'll <clears throat> lay out the whole like the fact that they, they are actually like I picked up a lot and we got confirmation that these are remnants or descendants. I don't actually know or understand that, but these are somehow related to, or are actually the people that got left behind so many centuries ago. Um, okay. And uh, that they, uh, they're, they're, I, so this is um, Weimar explaining that my, idea is that they're trying to recapture whatever they've lost since okay so grasp something that we have which they don't which is bodies maybe and of course the stone i'll I'll mention the stone as well that they're never gonna stop (laughs) this is the fact that the the fort is here is the problem not the people in it (laughs) Well, let's go and make them stop. Mm-hmm. So we'll, I'll just have info dumped on Malcolm in the night, and then we'll progress with the plan. Okay. So who wants to roll for the defenders then? You're still on a three plus. Was it? Is it not the next day? Sorry, is Dramgar still? Yep, he's still attacking. That's why you're on the three plus. Okay, but sorry, but so there was we rolled. And then we talked, and then it's like the next day. So, yeah, where yeah. We, do we get to do something today? Or yeah, yeah. If you, if you want to do something else in the meantime, feel free. Yeah, so I think what we want to do is basically we're going to go, right? And we're all going to leave, start yeah. burning the webbing, okay. and move yeah. towards the yeah, Strangar. Yeah, I think trying to punch through the lines yeah. is, okay. is the action of the day. <laughs> okay, so as you're burning through the webbing, obviously you will attract the attention of the spiders. So, let's see how many of those. You attract the attention of four of them. 
Okay, so who of you are actually sort of like going out and like burning your way through the webbing? To I'll be there as well with, you know, the the dramatic reveal of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. You pull the sunset out. Uh, I thought, thought the idea was to take basically everyone, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think if if we have managed to, the Lord might just say no. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So what if because I've been laying the the groundwork for this? Uh, how's the Lord reacting to our initiative, John? He well, he's obviously not keen on the idea of sort of sending everyone out there. But mm -hmm. supplies are running low. He's got to face facts that like you can't hold out forever in the fort. And given that he's like an old sort of retired warrior, he'd rather sort of like make like a last heroic charge. <laughs> Yeah, it's gotta be the ride out with me. That's it. It's, <laughs> it, 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 it. Yeah, when you sort of phrase it like that, he's definitely like, oh, you know, I'd rather go for one last glorious charge, sort of like into the teeth of the enemy, rather than sort of like sit here and die like a frightened old man, like starving mm -hmm. to death. Yeah, I'll I'll help him on his armor all night. Just strap it on during the day. Sally forth. Okay, make me a charisma roll. Oh boy, Chris <laughs> Gale. Yes. <laughs> okay. So he, he, he looks at you and he says, um, "He says, uh, he says, oh, well, you know, you've helped him on with his armor, getting ready, etc., whatever." And he's like, um, "If this is the, the the last charge that we make, and this is the the last, this is the fall of Fort Kersey, I just want you and your friends to know that uh, we would not have lasted anywhere near as long." without the aid of you and your fellows. And whatever happens from now, know that I'm grateful for it. And he, he, he sort of, he, he disappears into like one of the towers and he comes out a few moments later and he says, in case I don't make it, I want you to have this. And he like passes a, a small object towards you huh? and take you take it off him and it's an onion, but it's mm -hmm. made out of gold. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like, oh, it's a good carving of an onion. It literally looks like an yeah. actual onion it's, made of gold. It's an onion that has somehow become cold. Yeah, it, it's, it's like King Midas went, oh, I fancy an onion, yeah. and like touched it. Mm -hmm. So I'll um, I'll look at it, perplexed, and bob my head a little bit. I, you have my thanks. Into the bag it goes. <laughs> You know, and you will Sir Weimar, Knight of the Onion. Indeed. And you all start getting ready to ride out. So let's make that roll for the defenders then. Let's see how it all goes. Three yeah. plus. Is it me or is it you? Johannes. I I can I guess I can do it. Okay, that works. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Oh yep. yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's an extra one for the defenders. Oh, let's see how the attackers are doing. They're still on a full five or six. There's an extra one for the attackers as well. Oh, it's coming down to the wire. Okay, so before you guys can get to Dramgar, you obviously there's there's more than four spiders, but like the four spiders are like the ones that are like near you guys. So as you're sort of heading through the webbing, you're burning your way through. There's people on like the few remaining horses. The Lord is on the horse. You see like Weimar sort of like doing like his Thundercats impression with like the sunlight coming out. 
you, you've got Brock with like doing like his Conan with like his double-handed sword, like hacking his way through the webbing, and then you see these. You know what to look for by now. You see the webbing moving. You see these like four spiders like converging on your position. Okay, so I would like to be like twenty-five meters to the right on my own spider. Okay, um, and I would like to start uh, shooting at the moving objects. Go for it, uh, and hope that they don't sense that it's coming from me because I'm on a spider. Go for it. Uh, okay. I think the spider would attack the spiders. I don't want it to die though, because I mm. kind of like fond of the spider. Yeah. Oh no, in a desperate, desperate situation. Oh yeah. Ooh. That's it. Uh, one hit point of damage to something. Okay, so one of your arrows grazes one of the spiders. <laughs> that slices a few of the hairs off its legs. Laughs openly. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Who's next? Also, I'm just going players, monsters. Uh, I don't think I've got the range really. Well, no, you you guys are like hacking your way through now, and they're converging on you, so you can oh, make a, you can make a melee attack. Oh, okay. We, we, we're keeping um, it fairly abstract. Obviously, there'll be a lot of yeah. moving and like engaging and stuff. Just before we start, did I manage to get any more hit points resting over the last day or two or whatever? We do have the ring, so we pass it around basically every time a day passes. Yeah, I don't, don't think Brock wants any of that sort of like magic. Yeah, yeah. I don't deal with magic. I'm not Let's see, there's been like three before. days. Yeah, so roll um, 3d3. Not so many hit points you can ever come. Uh, So one, two, and a f oh no, two twos and a three. So. There you go. Cool. Getting close. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, if if one of the spiders gets close enough to our little group, then I shall certainly make an attack at one. Go for it. They're AC twelve. Twelve. Okay. Oh, that'll be a hit. Oh, not so good though. Okay, yeah, so you start hacking into one of these spiders. Weimar, what are you up to? I will charge in with the sword, and once the spiders are in range, I will pull out the pistol and fire. <laughs> Go for it, mate. You roll your pistol. You're sort of holding your glowing sword up with one hand, shooting your uh, pistol with the other. Yes. Well, it makes the noise. <laughs> so there's yeah. that. Okay, yep, so there's the loud bang of your pistol as it goes off. Yeah, so, let's see. Uh, it doesn't misfire, and the panic is... Okay, so the first time they make a moral check, okay. Yeah, that, they're fine. Okay. Okay, so, on to the spiders. I'm going to do, basically, let's see, we've got four of them. So I'll do one attacking each of you, and I'll roll randomly for the other. Okay, so the the first one is going to attack Weimar. Gets nowhere near. 
next one on Brock. That's not looking good. Okay, Brock, you have taken six hit points of damage as one of these spiders hurls itself on you and bites in with its fangs. You need to make me a poison save. Okay. I think that's the right one. Okay, so there's like a, a burning sensation in the the like your your bicep where it's like bitten you, but you you manage to shrug it off with your natural toughness. Okay, so one attacking Malcolm. Misses. And then the final one are randomized. It's attacking Weimar. Also misses. So you're all good. Okay. Who wants to go first? Uh, I guess I will throw down on the one near me and have my spider do the same. Okay. Oh, you terrible, terrible okay. person. I'll roll for the spider. Uh, are they plus one by any chance? Okay, so that's a hit, but I have no idea what the damage is. Okay. So your spider tears into the other spider, slaying the one that was already injured, so there's three remaining. Okay. It, it appears as though spiders aren't really given to like the touchy feely, you know, like, oh, we're all spiders. <laughs> so they really don't seem to be like buying into that whole vibe, so it, it just like tears into it and like, kills it. Uh, it might be a female one, probably. Killing wow. the males anyway. That's it. Okay, so who's next? I'll have a swing at the uh, the one I'm fighting. Go for it. Uh, see if I can do better than last time. No. Okay, so you, you do hit one of the spiders with your sword yeah. and you like <laughs> slice the end of one of its legs off and there's like a brief spray of ichor as it sort of like scuttles a bit backwards away from you. Yep, why more? What do? Okay. <clears throat> Pistol goes back into the the bandolier, and uh, it's time for the sun sword. Go for it. And here goes. Oh, nice. Oh. Mmm. Now we're cooking with the sun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the the spider where Brock has like sliced the end of its leg off as it scuttles back to sort of like get away from him you literally like jump on it and like plunge your sword right through the middle of it there's a sort of hissing and a smell of burnt fur and flesh it's like this like burning hot sun sword like plunges into it and like cauterizes the wound as it does you pull it out and the spider literally just like goes like and collapses to the ground slowly sort of like with a sort of muscular motion slowly yeah, just twitching. like curling up as it dies there are two remaining so I'm going to roll for them randomly see who they attack so first one is attacking Malcolm and the second one 
is attacking Malcolm. So let's see if it's Malcolm or the spider. So the first one is attacking Malcolm spider. And the second one is attacking Malcolm. So the one on Malcolm spider. Okay, so your spider is like now fighting this other spider and they're both sort of like biting each other backwards and forwards. It's done yours a little bit of damage, but it's not killed it. Okay. The one attacking yourself. Doesn't manage to bite into you. You manage to like fend it off from the back of your own mount. Okay, over to you guys. Okay, so I will attack my one. Uh, and miss. And my spider. Who has hit? Okay, so roll a d8 for the damage. Ooh, two. Okay, so again, your spider starts tearing into one of the the two remaining spiders, chomping down on it. Although they don't, they don't seem to be bothered by like each other's poison, but that's not exactly surprising, is it? Okay, so Brock, um, I'm gonna wade my way across to where Malcolm is and try and attack the spiders he's fighting with. Is that a hit? Is it fine? That is indeed a hit. So, oh, as this uh, as this spider's sort of trying to bite into yours and it's like tussling backwards and forwards with it, the suddenly a loud shh, and this spider just like explodes and Brock pretty much <laughs> Brock pretty much just walks straight through it like swinging his sword up in a huge sweeping arc and then just steps through the two halves of this spider as they go. Onto the ground, leaving one nice. remaining. One more. Okay, I will seek out the uh, the remaining one. And let's see, Sun Sword connects with some damage. Okay, so you've hit this spider, but it's still going. You've done it quite a grievous injury, and you think probably after this combat, like if it survives, it's probably going to crawl away and die, but mm -hmm. it's lashing out in like a frenzy. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to roll to see if it attacks. Okay, it's going for Brock. Okay, that is a hit. You take six points of damage and you need to make me a poison save, but you do get a plus two bonus to it. Hold it first. Oh, well, that'll do. Okay, yep. So again, it bites into you. You feel this brief, like, burning sensation in the, the area where the bite mark's gone in, but can you manage to shrug it off with your ice walker toughness? Okay, back to you guys. It's just this one sort of half-dead spider remaining between you and Dramcar. It's just like oh, wailing around on like other spiders, just like smacking them up and down with his tree. Oh, that'll do. 
Ooh, that's probably a dead spider. <laughs> yep, so the next spider over dies. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so as this thing sort of like crouching down, ready to leap again at Brock, as it leaps through the air, you like leap up to meet it, Wymore, swinging the sword down and pretty much detonate it as you like continue on forwards through like the mist that was once its body. And then put in like a couple of like steaming legs fall to the ground at either side of you as you land. So remind me, as I seem to have forgotten, is the sword of respect uh, a longsword or? Uh... Yeah, longsword. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just because I realized that I don't actually remember. <laughs> I that was. Yeah. Okay, so right. you've reached Dramgar. You can see this big, like, misshapen, like humanoid wailing around with this tree, like smashing spiders left, right, and center. So I'll be like waving over the Lord, just like go get your friend, You're, like talk to him. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Lord starts racing towards Dramgar. However, as he does, a spider leaps out of the web and sort of like lands on him and like bites into him. You see him like fall off his sword, so fall off his horse, and he so you see him like lying on the ground, like twitching again, like sort of like froth dribbling out of his mouth. Does he have his horse still? Is the horse okay or...? The horse is still there, yeah. But obviously he's like slid off it and he's like lying on yeah. the ground like... Yeah. Yes. Malcolm, can you ride? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. Get the horse, get... We need to coordinate. <laughs> okay. So I will jump on the horse. Yep, no problems. And ride out towards Tramgar. And... Get him to come join us and join our forces together. Okay, what do you say to Tramgar? <clears throat> As you get level with him, and he, he finishes smashing the last of the spiders, he like looks up and he's like... Mm-hmm. Uh... The Lord has called. Uh, come join us in our battle with the uh, creatures. Yeah, let me a charisma roll. We're team charisma over here. <laughs> oh, that's somehow. We... <laughs> somehow. <laughs> okay, drum gossip looks at you and like raises an arm, and then he goes. Okay, and I guess I'll throw in whatever rations I have. Yeah, you, you, you obviously cross your rations off. You basically throw like a load of rations at him, which he grabs and he's like, <laughs> bits of food like dropping out of his mouth. And then he just like turns back to you, like licking his lips and he's like, and he starts like no, lumbering after you. Okay. Okay. I was just going to ask John very quickly. The yep. uh, the old barbarian, he's got a cure poison thing. Uh-huh. Uh, in the wilderness, barbarian can gather herbs to concoct an antidote to natural poisons. Um, would I have anything to try and help the old lord of the fort? Hmm. Or let me just. Uh... I don't know if I'd have had stuff gathered up previously or not. Romy a d6. Okay. 
two. Yeah, you've you've got like a few herbs because you, you said earlier, you know, you were trying to do a bit of foraging, you know, to like reinforce the food supplies. You've not been able to go out properly hunting, but I think it's reasonable to assume you've maybe like picked up a few like plants and a bit, few bits and pieces when you've been like around the fort and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, all it says is basically any subject that you spend a turn sort of trying yeah. to assist gets a second saving throw, basically. Okay. So you lean down next to Lord Kersey and you start, you're quickly like grinding these like herbs up just using your hands and probably like on the like blade of your sword and you're like pushing these herbs into his mouth. So i make a quick roll for him. Okay, so your herbs do manage to revive him for a bit, but you think they've not cured him. You basically think, because obviously you've not really had time to put together like a proper cure. You think you think basically all you've done is like delayed the poison, so you've maybe bought him like a couple of hours, but like he's going to be getting progressively weaker, and after like a couple of hours, like the poison's going to going to do its thing, and he's going to be brown bread. So you probably you basically bought him like a last hurrah. And okay, he, well I'll try and help him back up onto his horse if he's if yeah, he's up for it. You help him back onto the horse, and he sort of he, he, he nods at you in gratitude, and he's like. A, you see, like, he's, like, wincing painfully. So, see, the poison's, like, working its way through its system. And he says, uh, th- thank you, at least uh, at least with your help. I'll I'll have the chance to, to die as a warrior should in the saddle of my horse, thrusting my weapon in the faces of my enemy. Yeah, and I sort of salute him with my sword, sort of as a sort of warrior gesture. He nods and he sort of does a bit of like, he like clasps you by the shoulder. And then he says, well, my, my time is shorter, but at least if nothing else, I can buy you and give you a distraction and buy you the time to do what you need to do. And then he basically like turns his horse round and he pretty much like charges straight towards the enemy, like screaming and like waving his sword about. Right, so he's going to catch a wand real soon. We, we need to this is it <laughs> as he's like riding across you see like a couple of arrows like like foot into him and he's like you see he's basically like hold just holding onto the reins like barely holding his sword up you see he's like getting progressively like grayer pallor as like the the delayed poison is like rushing through and he's just sort of like you see he's like he probably come you know like what the effect of the poison is going to be Brock. So you're guessing he can probably like barely see. He's just sort of like holding on and like waving his sword around. And like say that another couple of like arrows hit him and like stick in him. Um, have we got anywhere near the uh, the sorcerer? Yeah, you can see the, the the shadow sort of sensing perhaps imminent victory. The shadow creatures are like surging forward. The 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 leader and his like cadre of sorcerers. Are at the front of them. You can see that black lightning crackling out from the ones that these five creatures are wielding. You can also see that in like his other hand, the leader's carrying this like dark wood staff that I mentioned earlier. He's sort of like walking across with that and like sending lightning barreling out with his wand. Okay, so I think I want to get right up in his face and try and knock this wand out of his hand while. My spider bites him. Okay, so make an attack roll, like a melee attack roll. If you hit him, you won't damage him, but you'll have knocked the wand out of his hand. Okay. 
Nice. Uh, yeah. 20. So as he's bringing the wand round to like point it at you, you lash out with the, the sword of respect, catching the wand and sending it sort of spinning off and it lands somewhere in the webbing some distance off. Okay. Right, roll for your spider. Oh, yeah. Uh, 13 plus 1 or 2 or whatever. Okay, that's not quite enough, so the spider doesn't okay. manage to get purchase on it. At which point he's going to respond by striking you with the, the black wooden staff he's holding. So let me make an attack roll for that. Okay, so surprised by your your flagrant disarming of him he's a little bit slow to get to his staff he swings it at you you sort of like sidestep out of the way and as the staff like hits the ground like it basically like smashes a huge hole in the ground like far more than you would expect from like a standard wooden staff okay and you're like pretty sure that would have been incredibly nasty if like it had struck you but like he's a bit slow and a bit surprised by your action so you like sidestep him okay Okay, Brock, what are you doing? Obviously, you've seen, you've seen your man doing this. Uh, yeah, it's not in a good way, Brock. At the minute, um, he's probably got about one hit in him. <laughs> well, he's gonna have to charge this mad, crazy sorcerer guy. I like your style. Um, so yeah, he's gonna give uh some sort of. Ice Warrior sort of charge shout as he runs towards him with his two-handed nice. sword. And tries to decapitate him. Obviously, I'm sure he won't be able to. But... Oh, it's good, a good attempt, though. <laughs> it, it is a good attempt. Damn! <laughs> That's the good old, you know, Valconan try. <laughs> Fair play to him. Okay, so yeah, as he's like bringing his staff round, planning to like sweep it round and strike at Malcolm again, you, you've sidestepped his first attack, Malcolm. You see Brock come steaming in, swing, sort of swinging this double-handed sword. It cleaves through the shadow stuff that composes the being of this this flesh-faced sorcerer. He screeches in like this loud sort of hissing noise and falls back slightly as you see like a large chunk of the shadow stuff that composes his body detach and as it detaches from him it evaporates why not nice work Brock I guess we're working on at least the theory that if we take him this this flesh masked one down uh, that something will happen to our benefit so I, I guess I would be like trying to flank uh, while, while this is happening get out you, the shield luckily so, as well you do have the advantage because while the other like four sorcerers are there like Dramgar and like the rest of the people are like yeah. sort of keeping them occupied yeah that was kind of the, the idea behind the like let's get all the bodies in the field because then yep. there's too many targets for them to just burn so, yeah, we want to, of course, we don't understand what the staff is, 
as well. Uh, seems very dangerous. So uh, Weimar has been trying to get to a flanking position, uh, like I said, with the with the shield out now, because now it's real playtime, and um, trying to come in with the with the sun sword, trying to sort of fence more than like do the overhand over <laughs> overhead swings. Oh, okay, here goes. And I'm sure I asked this last time, John, but I will ask again because I forgot. I'm pretty sure they're not undead. They're not, no. Yeah. So here goes. That's a connection, I believe. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, yep. You strike a very palpable blow with the sun sword. And this does seem to injure the creature, and it like again, it shrieks out loud as part of it's being shredded by the sun sword. Okay, over to the mage. I'm just going to roll randomly to see who who he attacks because you're all sort of wailing on him. Okay, so it's going for Weimar. Makes sense. Yep. Okay, so he's using his shadow strike stuff. However, again, sort of forced back by the purifying fires of the sun sword, he's as he's sort of like he's trying to block you more than he is trying to hit you, so that he's not able to get a blow on you. Okay, nice. over to you guys. Do this. Fifteen. Indeed, so you strike him with the sword of respect. And my spider bites the ground in his general vicinity. Yep. Okay, you can see he's sort of like he's falling back now, and like so much of the, the shadow stuff that makes his body has been like shredded and evaporated that it's almost as though like he's like physically having trouble like holding the rest of his body together. Like as he's moving, just like wisps of like shadow stuff are just like even when you're not hitting him, are just like dropping off him in the same way an injured man might spill blood as they as they fell back. Just like bits of him are just like falling away and like evaporating. Okay, Brock. Oh, we'll push the advantage while we've got the chance. And try and catch him off guard. No. Not this time. Okay. It's all down to Weimar then. Oh. <laughs> okay. Here's so, the pointy end. As he I was falls. following the spider's lead. <laughs> As he falls backwards, using the last of his strength, the the shadow elf like raises his staff high into the sky, and he screams something out in a language you're not familiar with. There is a bright flash of light, and when the flash clears, he's not there anymore. That's good and bad. Come back, you coward! Is his wand still available by any chance, or did it dissipate? His, his wand hasn't dissipated. Has or hasn't, sorry? Hasn't. Okay, it's, it's I'd like there. to pick it up and see what happens. You, you pick it up, nothing happens. It's a, it's a wand of like dark wood with a dark stone on it. 
Okay. And while Malcolm fiddles with extremely dangerous Shadow Elf <laughs> artifacts, I would like to charge the enemy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if if just to get away from whatever's about to happen with the wand. <laughs> okay. So with the loss of their leader, the the and with the arrival of Dramgar, the the Shadow Elf forces start to be pushed back. And over the course of the next sort of day, they are forced from the field. A lot of them are killed. Those few that remain seem to like disappear into the hills and the woodlands surrounding the area. With them gone, the spiders also seem to not just sort of withdraw. They don't scatter immediately, but they start sort of like returning to like their natural sort of inclination, which isn't to like lurk around in like large open spaces. So they start like scuttling off into the hills, which probably means there's going to be like a bit of a giant spider problem around here, like in the near future. But for the moment, they're sort of gone. And with them gone and no longer constantly renewing the webs, those few defenders that remain and the population of Fort Kersey has been like drastically depleted. Those few people that remain with the last remaining oil under your direction, they start, they start sort of like burning the webbing away and gradually they start clearing the remainder of it. And as you're... As you're sort of like supervising this, Brock, you're sort of like walking back and like cleaning off, cleaning the shadow stuff, this foul magic off your your sword, you know, wiping it on the grass that's now clear of webbing. You see sort of like sat against the the wall of the fort is the uh, is Captain Nelson. You didn't even realise he'd like arrived back at the battlefield. You can see he's sort of like sat against the wall, there's like He's got like a wound on his chest, what looks to be one of the, the sort of shadow arrows that's obviously dissipated, but he's still got the wound there. And he's he's just sort of sat leaning against the wall. So one of the, the few survivors is like pressing like a bandage onto his wound. And he he looks up at you and he's like Did we win? We certainly did. Uh does it does he look like he's in his sort of dying Breaths, or he, he, looks, he, gonna... he looks very pale. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can, uh, nothing I can do with him to ease his his pain. But uh, I'll pick up his his sword, put it in his hand, and uh, I'll sort of put a hand on his shoulder. And we won this day. They have been defeated. He sort of clasps the sword across his chest, and he's like, "Yes, although." I don't know what we're we're going to do now that uh, now that my my lord is gone. But hopefully, I'll I'll see him again in Leander's Golden Halls. Malcolm, the ring. Um. <clears throat> so I'll uh, come over and tap Brock on the shoulder and tell him that Weimar needs to see him. Um. And as soon as his attention is gone, I will. Um, <laughs> Put the ring on the captain's finger. Yep, you put the ring of regeneration on the captain's finger and it starts doing its thing. It it gets about... It basically like regenerates like the equivalent of like half his hit points. So he's still got like scratches and bruises on him or something. And then you notice that like it doesn't seem to be regenerating him any further. Okay, so then I'll take it off him. Yep. You take it off him. He's no longer in danger of dying. He's still quite injured, but... 
he's not like knocking on death's door. <laughs> okay. He, he, he looks confused because obviously he was passed out when this happened. So like he doesn't know you put the ring on him. He was like, oh, I'm ready to go to the hall of the ancestors. And then he's like, actually, I, I don't feel so bad. Uh, I, think I, might make it. <laughs> I think I might make it. So Leander is not ready for you, uh, Captain Nelson. Um, maybe next time. Maybe next Captain. time. Um, we do, however, have to talk about the future of Fort Kersey. Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, he, we have like a smash cut to like the um, this improvised like command tent with you all sort of sat round there. One of the, like the te- the sides of the tent has been like pulled down because Dramgar's too big to fit in the tent. So he's like sort of sat on the ground just outside it, and they've like pulled back one side of the tent so we can like see in. And he's like. So you, uh, he says, "You're right. We, we do need to discuss what's going to happen with Fort Kersey now that my lord has passed beyond the world." So, we believe that these creatures um, worship the stone that the fort is built on, and that they will always return here. We suggest, with respect to the few defenders who are left, that there probably isn't enough here to defend the fort again and would offer you the haven of New Zealand and starting again. Um, we have contracts with traders in uh, Rohalim and traders are on the way. We have uh, you know, much stronger defences and you know, ultimately it would be a, a far better chance of survival um, you know, it's closer to the, the sea and the river. You know, food is not as big a risk, uh, as difficult to come by. Um, and like I say, this way marker is is a relic of these creatures, and they will most definitely return if you stay here. He looks thoughtful for a few moments and then says, um, "Yes, I, I think you're right. There's." There's not enough of us here to hold the the fortress anyway, even if we decided to do so. And if we did, it would take some time to get new people into settle to to rebuild. And given what you've just said about these these creatures returning, I think you're right. It's probably best to abandon the fort, especially with the, the harshness of winter coming in. Indeed, uh, I will. Speaking on behalf of the, the, the survivors of Fort Kersey, I, I accept your generous invitation. And he sort of like shakes hand. Okay. And then he, he sort of like stands up and he walks over. It's still like a bit of a pained expression on his face, but he stands up and he walks over to, to Dramgar and he says, um, we're going to be we're going to be leaving this place, but all any of the food that or anything that you can eat that remains in the fort is yours to consume as you see any even gestures at like the remaining like couple of horses he's like as thanks for your for your help and dram goes like mm. nods and he you see him sort of like he like grabs a horse under one arm and then he like grabs like some other food that like is within range and you see him sort of like waddling off back towards the east and as the as presumably yourselves and the the last survivors of Fort Kersey, which number no more than a dozen people, 
start sort of wending your way towards New Zealand. That is where we're going to call an end to the session for this evening. Thank you very much for playing, guys. I hope you enjoyed the session. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, cool. Thanks. That was good. Okay. Yeah, one day I'm free to go, right? Indeed. So, I'm going to end the recording here, but obviously we'll we'll sort out XP and stuff like that. So, just remains for me to thank my wonderful players and to anyone who's watching this in the future. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you soon. Take it easy.